So just as a warning, this is going to be a spoiler-filled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows review. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, then go see it. And then come back and listen to the show. It's a good movie. You'll want to see it. Live from the sewers, this is the Turtle Power Podcast. This is your audio source for all the news, reviews, and insight into the world of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now join your hosts, Brian, Alex, and Darby. Nova? Chevy Nova? Oh. Excellent! Yeah! yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's time for the Turtle Power Podcast. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the Turtle Power Podcast, a special episode of the Turtle Power Podcast, because this is our, uh, it's not annual, it's uh, biannual? Is that is that the right? Uh, I wouldn't say we either, it's really just the two of us today. Yeah, yeah we're, we are once again turtled down here, uh, Alex is unfortunately unable to join us, he's got some... Uh, some uh, some stuff going on at home, so uh, so we uh, we'll, we'll get his his responses uh, on the next episode. Yes, that's right. Our his responses because this is our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows spoiler cast. Yay! <laughs> Much rejoicing. Well, Yay. Uh, I you know, I'm actually the reason I'm excited about it is because that's actually I don't know if you know this that is actually our most popular show of all time was our last spoiler cast for the uh, the 2014 uh, Turtles movie. It was when people still had hope for the Turtles movies. <laughs> actually, the uh, you know we should we should uh, mention that yeah because uh, hope is is an interesting way to put it because uh, the the box office. Or this film is is not lighting up as it were uh, two years ago. So, okay, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into reasons why during the show. <laughs> well, um, so so let's just let's just get uh, right into it. Uh, first of all, I I, I do want to mention uh, Turtle Soup and and uh, Turtle Flakes. They they were uh, those two uh, podcasts. They were going to uh, try to join us as well. Uh, same thing, you know, scheduling is the worst, uh, when it comes to podcasting. So, uh, we weren't able to make it work, uh, this time, but, uh, we do hope to, uh, collaborate with them in the future. So, uh, if you haven't listened to their shows, uh, check them out, Turtle Soup and, uh, Turtle Flakes, uh, a couple of good dudes, uh, over on both of those podcasts. And, uh, 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 yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll, uh, get together with them in the future. So, uh, so first of all, Darby, how many times have you seen it? Uh, once. Once. And uh, 2D or 3D? Uh, 2D. 2D. Okay, interesting. I did 3D 
both times. Okay. Both times. I, I hope you. I hope you feel like that was money well spent there, buddy. Well, I was. Now that's the caveat too, is that I was in Denmark for both of those viewings, so I was a little worried going into it because I wasn't sure if it was even going to be in English. <laughs> but uh, luckily, it was, and uh, it just had Danish subtitles on the bottom. Which, uh, as a side note, is kind of interesting because everybody in Denmark speaks English. So I don't even know why they even put Danish subtitles on the bottom. Anyway. Because that's, that's their language. Yeah, but they all speak English. Like, and I, I mean, like, they all speak okay. English. Yeah. Uh, it's, like going, uh, it's like going to England and putting American subtitles on the bottom. I don't know why you speak your native language when the English people just keep taking over your culture and your <laughs> language barriers. And why can't you just learn English instead of keeping to your own native language? I know. Really, I, right? know. I, I, I do sound like an ignorant American. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're like the most worldly traveled out of all three of us, and you just come down with, first of all, I don't know why they don't have their native, first of all, I don't know why they no, just do their native language. I get it. I get uh, it. I get it. I get it. You know, hey, Denmark, it, you do you, man. You you just keep doing what you're doing. I do get it. I do get it. Is that part of their culture? And they are very, like, yeah. Well, really? Really? Yes. So. Yes. Learn English. Use English. Yeah. <laughs> they all, that's what I'm saying. They all know English already. America. Uh. <laughs> well uh i was fine because it was all in because that is the thing right they they watch american tv they watch american movies they listen to american music you know you know ryan i i once saw the spider-man movie in the dominican republic and it was in english with spanish subtitles don't know why they had to have spanish subtitles on it though it's just, it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> well that makes sense i mean it's the dominican republic i mean I don't, uh, <laughs> they don't uh. they don't all speak english there uh, anyway, well, uh, how about how about the audio? Was it just in kind of a standard uh, setup um, theater with sure. the audio? Yeah, okay. So I, yep. the first one I saw was uh, in 3D, uh, just a standard 3D theater. And then the second one I saw in Copenhagen was in 3D with Dolby Atmos. And, so uh, you, saw, you had the 3D XD experience? Um, I, I mean, I don't know what you want to... I mean, every kind of theater chain has their own gimmick as to what they call it, but it it's basically, it is a 3D presentation. It, it wasn't real D 3D. It was, it was Copenhagen 3D, but the audio system in this theater was the upgraded Dolby Atmos, which is what uh, I know what Skywalker Sound uh, uses for, uh, for all of their um, kind of optimal um, encoding, so... Um, so, and I, I would say it does, it does make a difference. The, the Dolby Atmos sounds amazing. I saw, um, Force Awakens in a, uh, both in a non Dolby Atmos and with Dolby Atmos and same thing. You can definitely tell the difference. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, let's, let's go right into the movie. So, uh, we get to start with the Shurkins, which is a nice touch on the, the Paramount logo instead of the stars. So that was, that was a nice little touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? They didn't okay. like that. They didn't like that. Sure. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then we start off at the top of the Empire State Building, which uh, I thought was a cool shot. Uh, the, you know, the camera coming in is some, some sort of a helicopter or something coming in with the uh, uh, this, this great view of the turtles up on top of the Empire State Building. Very, very um, I would say, Batman esque. If you will, uh, so is yeah, Batman in somewhere in Gotham City, uh, and then uh, and so then uh, so they jump, <laughs> they basically jump off the Empire State Building, 
and Which uh, is fine. So, right, it's so fine. they're they're sliding down. Uh, sliding down the slides of the sides of the buildings, which I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I wasn't quite sure how to, how that worked out, but uh, um, but uh, so they're going down, and uh, <laughs> that uh, that scene with um, Donnie, and he's like grabs onto Raph, and he's like, "Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it." Oh yeah, he's like, "I don't, don't want to oh, do yeah, it." Oh yeah, there was there was great hope in my in my eyes for the for the opening shot. So you like movie. that? You like that part? You like that part? Don, Donnie and Raph working together, you know, little, little shits and giggles. Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, and then uh, so they land in the pool, and they're 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 making their way down to surface level, and then we get the great Kevin Eastman cameo, right? Yep. You saw yeah, Kevin, right? Kevin the pizza guy, yep. Yep, Kevin the pizza guy. Uh, awesome, uh, awesome cameo there. Uh, and then uh, they make their way over to the uh, the Knicks game. So uh, uh, now, would I mean we we knew this was coming based on all of the the stuff that uh, that leaked throughout the uh, through the uh, the making of the movie. Of course, with the, the yeah, team. I mean it's fine. I mean if you're if you're a couple of teenagers in New York, you wanna you wanna go to a Knicks game, sure, sure. Uh, and they're sure. they're hiding up in the, that. yeah, and they're hiding up in the uh, in the scoreboard, which is a cool little uh, cool little spot. That actually would be a pretty legit way to watch a basketball game too. I think. Oh yeah, no, they weren't lying when they said they had the best seats in the house. They kind of did. And uh, so at this point, we we start to get already a sense of what the main storyline is going to be with this movie, right? And it's right in the name. Yeah, out of the shadows, right? The main storyline having right. having the the fact that they have to live in the shadows, and whether or not they all want to do that or not. You even you see right away, you know, Raph kind of saying like, "Man, you know, it's you know, it's not fair that you know." Because Mikey was, yeah, Mikey was saying he wants to get down. He'd like to sit like courtside or something like that. And and I think it was Raph was like, "Oh man, they you know they think you're some kind of freak or something like that," you know, and. Mike is like, man, I'm good looking, you know, you know, whatever. So, uh, so right away they start, they, they, they kind of plant that seed. Like that's where this, the main, main storyline of this movie, that's, that's, that's what we're going to be going at here. Uh, and, uh, they, they, we see, uh, we see Vern, Vernon, uh, down on the course side, the Falcon, which, <laughs> I don't know why he has that nickname. I don't know either, but I, I like it. I like it. We, We've have we not we've never had like a turtles like falcon character right? I mean in IDW we have a a falcon esque character a hawk esque character with Ace Duck you know if you want to go old school but we've never had a, a a character called the Falcon before right? Not that I can remember off the top of my head I'm sure somebody out there will correct us but um. Really, it's just kind of like why the fa- I mean, really, what what other movies are coming out around this time of year like, uh, that also have a much more popular character named Falcon, like in both in know. New York City. Yeah. Mm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so in, we we get first word of the arrangement, right? So at that point, we're kind of hinted towards what the arrangement was. Uh, basically, we kind of figure it out, right? The, the arrangement is the fact that Vern gets to take all the credit for defeating the Shredder. Uh, but well, of course. the arrangement is that uh, he needs to give it up at some point if, if he's told he needs to give it up. 
And, uh, you know, so... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, he'll have to at some point. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> so, out comes the pea shooter. What'd you, what'd you think okay. about the pea shooter? It was alright. I thought it was pretty funny. And, and uh, this was a, a definite use of the 3D. Um... Where you know the camera would zoom in on Mikey, it was Mikey and Raph, right? When those the two that uh, that shot the spitballs, yeah. right? So with both of yeah. them, the the camera definitely you know had a three D effect as it zoomed in on their faces as they, uh, uh, yeah, these these facial close ups. It actually happens kind of throughout the movie, and I I assume it was for a three D effect, but uh, it just seemed like overall that that they had a lot more of those facial close-ups in this movie like when they when they were playing keep away from mikey with the pizza box or something yeah right. oh yeah we, we did mention we, yeah we did for we did forget that part yeah as they were as they were on their way to the uh the scoreboard yeah they had this kind of slow-mo um montage of intro- reintroducing the characters in case you didn't yeah. know who Raphael was who leonardo was mikey donnie but uh I mean, I guess you got to do that because for every Turtles, anything is going to be somebody's first Turtles experience. So, but uh, anyway, so, uh, so so then we, we cut to a scene here with 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 Baxter Stockman and April O'Neil being all undercover. So, and this Ugh. this goes back to the what Ugh. what we had uh, <laughs> we saw the casting call for uh, young girls in schoolgirl outfits. Right, you remember this? Right. Yeah. So that was for this scene, and this took place in uh, what was it, um, Grand Central Station? It looked like one of those big ones. Yeah. yeah. In uh, in New York City, and uh, so basically, she is there to go undercover, try to gather up information. Now, do you remember ah. exactly the reason why she was there to gather information? No. It was just kind of a. We've got word that Baxter Stockman might be doing something bad, so I want to steal all of his emails. Exactly. Right. And so she's using this special watch that she got from Donnie. And uh, and so, <laughs> so I don't know if you know. So this is whole thing. I mean, if I, I hope you've seen the movie um, by now that uh, uh, you know the. <laughs> She's kind of flirting with him, and like he's he's kind of flirting back. And then like once the guy takes away his computer, like the guy that rolls in, what was his name? Like Tyler or something? I think it was Tyler. And uh, so then she follows him because she needs to get the data because the watch wirelessly hacks into it and it has to be within a certain range. So uh, and I don't know if you noticed, but uh, when the percentage was complete it was like it was a like an 87 donnie head that popped up on the uh, on the watch so yeah that was that was a nice little touch uh and uh so so anyway it kind of goes back to the turtles and uh <laughs> so mikey First is, all, i gotta say okay. no, 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 wait. going back to that scene okay megan fox all right She's wearing a wig, okay? Yes. She's wearing a wig. She's got these glasses on. She she is definitely playing the undercover ugly duckling character for that. I mean, she's acting like she doesn't know how hot she is, which is fine. Am I the only one that misses, like, incompetent news reporter April 
Am I, am I the only one that misses the April that used to like, hey, guys, I was investigating something and I got caught again. So uh, I kind of need you to save me again. Yeah, you know, I'm the only a... one that misses like incompetent news reporter April. Yeah, that's interesting. And that might maybe like, I... I could never see I could never see that April like slutting up and flirting with a dude to try to get a news story. Maybe she did in, like, a god-awful, like, socially awkward kind of way in an episode, and I just missed it because I was younger back then. But I I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I kind of preferred the, social, the the inept reporter April. Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting point you make there because if you think about it, look at all of our current Aprils, right? We've got April uh, in the... IDW series where she's definitely involved in the storyline, right? I mean, she's a college right. student, right? But she's definitely involved in the in the overall storyline, um, and not in a in a uneducated way. I mean, her her dad was the one with TCRA, and he's a, a spoiler alert for IDW, right? So yeah, she's right. got a very deep connection, and it's all about to do with her intelligence, right? It's it's the antithesis of what you're just talking about, right? Uh, we've got right. the the Nickelodeon April, right? Where not only is she uh, now in that one, she's a high school student, even younger, but it doesn't matter because she's in there fighting because uh, she's she's uh, because you know she became a student of of, of splinters. I get spoilers, people. Come on, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> but she, you know, in both of those characters, both of these versions of April, these modern versions of April. Hell, even in the uh, the the mutants in Manhattan, uh, mutants in Manhattan video game that just came out, April is kind of running the role of a, uh, a Barbara Gordon, right? Where she's kind of uh, running things from the computer desk, uh, helping. Thank them you out. for using the correct DC character to reference for that position. Thank yeah, you. That's for pretty that. good, right? Um, hold yeah, on. it was good. It was good. Let me. I'll uh, give uh, you. I'll uh, give uh, you. That's a pat on the back. That's self pat on the back. I'll right give there. you. I'll give you props on that one but um <laughs> but also well no that's the thing it was like yeah i was thinking about this a few like nights ago about how like yeah, remember when april just used to be completely inept in everything and then just sort of overnight became a genius level intellect and scientist now which is fine i mean i, I like the way that's up but it was like i just hey which which megan fox do you buy uh, which April O'Neil, played by Megan Fox, do you buy to be more realistic? The inept reporter or the the genius-level intellect one? With Megan Fox playing April O'Neil. Uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, that's, that's, that's how caveat, April should right? always be played. All right, I'm saying, I'm saying this is, I'm saying with Megan Fox playing April yeah. O'Neil. I'm not saying that's how April should always be played. That's, a, that's which that April O'Neil yeah. is more? Is is this a Doctor Christmas Jones from James Bond, Denise ah. Richards type thing? Um, ah, you I just it. think that oh. makes, and you know what, and you know what, cause that's how, that's how Megan Fox played it in the first TMNT movie. As awful as it was, she was like the inept reporter, like, no, you guys don't believe me. God, if only I had like 10 pictures of the turtles that I took yesterday to show you that they exist. Why don't I have these in my hand right now to show you? <laughs> like that's, that was how she played it the first time around. And I much preferred that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just, it was Megan Fox playing April. Right. That, that, that that's the point. I cannot stress enough. That's that's good. That's very good commentary. I, I, I it's it's uh, it's very interesting. I never really thought about it, but you make a very good point there. Uh, all okay. right. So uh, so let's go back. To, we got back to the uh, the turtles. They're still in the uh, in the uh, scoreboard, 
And uh, Mikey drops not only a slice, the final slice of pizza onto the court. And dude just, I don't know which uh, which basketball player it was, but I thought it was hilarious. He, so he steps right on the pizza, slides on his butt, right? And they, they call travel on him. DeAndre Jordan. Is that who it was? DeAndre, Ryan, didn't you play basketball I for did. like 30 years? Thir- yeah, for 30 30- for 30 years I, i'm i've uh you yeah, were three I'm, I'm, you've been playing basketball yeah, a, four, yeah my, my nba basketball. knowledge is is lacking wholeheartedly at, at this point in my life no doubt uh but i thought it was hilarious because he's like he's like he calls him for i think he called him for a travel right and he's like yeah something like that i got pizza on my nike <laughs> he goes uh, <laughs> where he said like it doesn't matter he's like i got pizza on my nike um yeah. <laughs> and he's like well or he said something like, uh, well, welcome to New York or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, because the NBA referee would just shrug it off like that. Like, <laughs> would just completely, well, clearly you're in New York, so of course you're going to have pizza on your shoe during a professional NBA game. Come on, man. Of course that's what's going to happen because an NBA ref would just shrug it off like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought I still thought it was funny. I thought I just th- thought the reaction was funny. I. I'm pretty. I don't know if I if that were to happen to me too, I might respond likewise. I might, I might have to respond the exact same way. Pizza, I'm a Nike. Uh, anyways, right. so turtles escape. They head out of there because they're like, oh snap, you know, our cover's blown. Uh, so they head out and they're they're running down the sewers and they come across a Halloween parade. So that that gives us a a, a setting here, the time frame of what what time of year this is. So. Around uh, October, which which is good because basketball is played at the end of October, so they didn't screw that up. Um, and uh, so Mikey's like, "Oh yeah, these are my people. You know, we can go out there, we can be amongst the people," which is very true. He makes a very good point there because he rolls. So he rolls out to the surface, and of course we get the uh, the bumblebee uh, costume, of which course. we had of heard course. about. This. Yeah, we of heard. course we get the bumblebee appearance because Michael Bay can't stroke himself enough <laughs> um and uh and then mikey gets on the, the mic which I, I thought that was i thought it was pretty cool uh you know he's, he, that was fine yeah here's the problem i have all right go ahead with that scene uh, and this might just be me um okay the problem i have with that scene is uh, one, the Bumblebee reference, because God knows Michael Bay always has to make a reference to himself. Two, it was too short. There were, like, scenes in that movie that we'll eventually get to at some point that did not need to exist or did not need to go for as long as they did. And I just feel like if they could have shown more, like, instead of just Mikey being the only turtle to jump out, maybe they all would have jumped out and would have seen, like, oh my God, this is what life is amongst the humans to actually give more credence to that argument when it shows up later on in the movie. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause when they're, when they're thinking about like, Oh, should we, should we be human or not? Like literally none of them have any positive experiences with humans except for really April. But like really up until that point, like Mikey had one positive experience for 10 seconds and I'm going to base my entire existence on those 10 seconds. It's like, no, nah, if, if you want that aspect to be more believable, you should have had them enjoying that more instead of just like, Oh dude, I was there for five seconds and it was great. It was like, I, I that scene should have been built up more, in my opinion, built upon more. Hmm. Yeah, I, I 
I will say it seems like Mikey is the one that has been the most interested in human culture. Um, you know, wanting to be on the surface. Even even you go back to that 2014 film and, uh, you know, with the whole thing of them looking out from the sewers and watching TV and Mikey watching and learning how to dance and everything like that. And so it does seem like Mikey's been the one that's always wanted to join the human culture. But, I mean, he only did it for others. five seconds. Like, like literally like that was a scene that should have been built upon more to actually build up actual tension later on in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it would have made sense to have him out there a little bit more. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, but yeah, so they, they somehow pull him down, uh, from the surface. I did like it. How, I don't know who it was. I just probably Leo. Who's trying to get, go up through the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> from the uh, manhole cover, he just jumps on it <laughs> and stomps him down. But uh, so anyway, they somehow they pull him down from the surface, uh, and uh, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing? You, know, you can't do that!" Blah blah blah. We're ninjas. So uh, so then we cut to the jail scene, right? We get to see yeah. Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady. First time in the uh, first time for Bebop and Rocksteady, we get to see the the new Shredder actor, which. I'll go ahead and say, I think all three of them did a great job. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I think, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I think for... I'm saying the, act- I guess I'm what saying they the were- actors. I'm saying the actors portraying those roles. Yeah. For what they were going for in that movie, sure, they did a good job. Okay. Uh, and we're also introduced to Casey Jones, right? Your boy, your man crush. Uh, oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh, well, that's, yeah, that, 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 yeah. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is there trouble in paradise? <laughs> oh, dude. Are you kidding me? Really? He brought nothing to the table as Casey. Mm. Mm. He brought nothing to the table as Casey. Like, really? He, like... Okay, now look, this is a guy who was riding him for a while, who, you know, said it from the beginning. The thing is, he's great as Arrow, but even Arrow's gone down over the past couple of seasons because of this forced romance they're forcing on it. I won't even get into that. But, like, it's like, he can be Arrow. That's fine. But Casey Jones, maybe it's just me. I've never seen him. Like, Casey Jones, Elias Cotias was a good Casey Jones. I, I feel I, like yeah. you need like you need a scummier version, Casey Jones. Right. Like Stephen Amell is too good. He's like a good looking. He's attractive. His voice is kind of high pitched. So when he when he tries to talk trash to rap, I'm like, this dude's coming on rap like that. Like really? Well, I think I, mean, I, I think it's an overall different version of Casey. Like so, we've seen all these different versions of April, right? But Casey has always kind of been kind of the same character, right? This vigilante, right? Whereas this version of Casey is completely different. So we, I don't. We, oh, he's a cop. That's why he's good at fighting, I guess. I, yeah. Well, he's not a cop. He's a corrections officer. He works in the jail, right? right. So he's not even a, a full. I hope I, I'm not going to offend anybody, but uh, it doesn't seem like it's uh, based on what they said in the movie. They, it almost seemed like he was like a lower class, you know police something right because he was a corrections officer and not nypd so that because right. that, that played into the whole storyline right 
So he, he calls him uh, Big Daddy Lawbreaker, which I, th- I thought that line was was uh, um, was interesting. Uh, and uh, said something about that he was like uh, um, medicated for nearly twenty four hours or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Wow. So anyway, so so the, we they get in the uh, they get in the uh, the garb. Um, uh, oh no, sorry. So. <laughs> Uh, when I was trying to type, that's funny. When I was trying to type these notes in the uh, in the theater, it's, it came up as medicated. I I was trying to type meditated. Oh, okay, I was going to say. <laughs> so like, so oh. right, it cuts to the, the 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 scene back in the sewers. That's funny. Uh, and the turtles are rolling in uh, hot because they find out about this whole plan with the their the shredder is going to get or that. Baxter Stockman and the foot are going to try to break out Shredder, right? Right. So they're rolling back into the <laughs> into the sewers, and and uh, Splinter is playing this like uh, this like self help book. <laughs> He's like, "You've been meditating for nearly twenty four hours. In ten seconds, you will reach full Nirvana. Ten, Ugh. nine. And yeah, it's all right. So it's kind and of. And of course, they show up at like yeah, yeah. And of course, they show up around like three or two. Yeah, and yeah, so he goes flying, and he's not upset or anything. He's just like, Whoa, what's going on? You know, right? So, uh, and he's like, oh, they're going to break Shredder out of the prison, blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, well, what are you doing talking to an old rat for? Go get him. And they're like, thanks, Dad. And um, and uh, uh, so they get the garbage truck. So and Splinter, Splinter just gets all of his information from self-help books and self-help tapes. Basically, yeah. I guess. Just how um, to learn ninjutsu, how to achieve a spiritual enlightenment, book on tape. <laughs> so so that's actually, well, that does kind of go back to, right, how they learn ninjutsu through a freaking book. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why not achieve spiritual enlightenment with a book on tape? It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, fantastic. I sit in the sewers for hours for for my entire day i sit in the sewers and i listen to this book on tape and i achieve spiritual enlightenment because of it hey uh, uh, at least at least there's some sort of uh connection here uh, <laughs> uh let's uh, talk let's talk about splinter uh really quick so there's a big difference in the character of splinter in this movie versus the last one would you say so I wouldn't know because we got like no character development of him from the first movie. Right. And that, and that's really, that's the big difference. I think that is the big difference is that Splinter had a much larger role in that 2014 movie. He is barely involved in this movie at all. He is, he is really, yep. there is a very, very side character to basically just kind of, uh, Hey, remember Splinter? He's still here. All right, moving on. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's kind of what Splinter has always been in the comics. Like he's, yeah, he's their, he's their mentor and their father figure, but he doesn't need to show up for every issue. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I just thought that was interesting. Very, very, uh, different role for, for Splinter in this one. Uh, so then we get the, the garbage truck, the, uh, uh, Tartugas. Is that how you say it? I can't, I, I forget. See, we need Alex here. We need our resident, uh, Espanol the garbage speaker. truck. Yeah, the that, garbage that's truck. just the turtles. The turtle, the brothers. turtle brothers in yeah. Portuguese. Is it Portuguese? Was it Portuguese? It's Portuguese. Oh. Uh, so uh, so we see that and we get to see it inside. We saw that all in the trailer as well. But uh, we got to see the. Oh ba- hey, oh. you know what? The turtle van was happening. I'm sure it'll sell lots of toys. I, I dug it. And 
until Mikey destroyed the best feature on the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, they had a, a solid, uh, what did you say, 10 seconds of screen time? The, uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, they had we, pretty so... solid 10 seconds of screen time. Yep. Um, we did get to see the Batman-style exit for uh, out of the uh, the sewers. You notice that? With the, they'll push the button, the doors open up, they, the, you know, they slide out. The garbage, the garbage, uh, uh, trash, uh, things like outside, they like slid out of the way. So the truck came flying through and they slid back. Very Batman. And, uh, we get to see cry for the first time. Cause, uh, so I'm she... sure she'll do great things in this movie. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, I did say that. Oh, oh, and wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to the. Uh, let's go back to. Let's go back to the. What were the other villains we were talking about that were all breaking out of prison? I'm sure they'll do great things in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, yeah. Disappointed with, with Karai. I think. I think the actress did a better job. But. Uh, but. <laughs> sure. Than the, than the twenty. <laughs> but that's not saying much, right? So uh, I think. Dude, dude. Dude, dude, she was, she could have been anyone. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little disappointing because the actress who plays her, like I was talking about in our last episode, is that you know she's an accomplished martial artist herself, and yeah, she had very little to do in this movie. So I was a little, little disappointed by that as well, uh, if not a lot disappointed in that. Hmm. Uh, so we go, we go out to the. Uh, so the, the, here comes the big breakout, right? So we get to see all the, uh, um, we get to see uh, Cry. She's with Baxter, right? They're kind of this little command post, kind of orchestrating the whole thing. Get all the motorcycles rolling up, blowing up the, uh, the, um, the all the trucks and all the, the, the basically the the, uh, the squadron that was rolling alongside. And there's some there's some big ass explosions, right? Well, yeah, it's a Michael Bay film. Yeah, it was actually pretty, pretty cool uh, special effects there with the, uh, the explosions and like on slow mo watching the motorcycle from the front and seeing the explosions right behind it. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Those were, I think, those were all real special effects. It was an interesting flame though. It was like a blue flame that that lit up. So, anyway, um, that was interesting. Um, some of the uh, dialogue. Uh, He's, uh, I think it was called Casey, where he says, uh, you are one mean son of a bitch. Uh, I, myself, am a hockey man, right? So at least he got that part in. Um, but uh, uh, who says uh, I always finish it? I can't remember who said that. Um, so then we get these electromagnets, right? Uh, these electromagnets for that the foot soldiers have got, which uh, that's actually, I think that that's pretty pretty solid. I mean, we've seen... Uh, the foot soldier. Tech. Oh, the magnets that they use to pry the shredder out of the. Uh, yeah, of yeah. The well, even car. them just jumping on alongside the 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 side of the truck, you know, they're like sticking to it with little electromagnets. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, okay. We get the. Uh, you have, yeah, no, they were definitely more ninja esque, but that didn't make them any more capable. Well, that's true. <laughs> so Casey grabs the shotgun. And he's like, "What the hell? It's not loaded." And he's like, "I don't know. Where's the? Lo- they're in the bag, you know, and everything." So, you know, just, I guess that's, again, that trying to show that uh, since they are, you know, they're not real cops, that they're not uh, prepared or whatever. So, um, 
<laughs> um, and uh, so they're they're breaking in from the top, and Bebop rocks there in there, and they start on you know, the roof is on fire. That was actually pretty. <laughs> um, but uh, so then the turtles roll up, right? We got the the horn, you know. Uh, but no Run DMC. I, I missed the the tricky. I got so used to it from the the trailer. I was expecting it here, but uh, we didn't get that here. We just got some more of the score. But uh, uh, we get to see. We t- uh, I'm just reading through my notes here. Um, oh, time to take out the trash, right? Because tra- uh, Raf is. We saw this uh, in the trailer too. Raf's like he's sitting yep. in the back. He's not knowing what to do because they're attacking everybody and. So he just jumps out the back, and I did like. Well, I did like that line where he said, "You know, not being used to my full potential here. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just gonna go out the back here and just take care of these guys that are behind us. Okay, yeah. bye. Yeah. Like, no, that was cool. So he got some cool points for that. Yeah. Don't know how he caught. Oh no, he jumped on the motorcycle. Yeah, he jumped. So jumped there, the there you go. One. You got Raph on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah you got Raph on a motorcycle yep. there too. I did. Yeah, Raph fanboys. I know, man. It's very night watcher. Did, did you have to change your shorts after that? Did a you little... have to change your shorts after that? Like, oh, he's riding a motorcycle. Ah. I, 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 well, because it was in the dark, right? So it was very much like the night watcher, you know, from from TMNT. So or from the two K three series. So. Uh, very very uh reminiscent so uh yeah it was it was i was definitely smiling at that part yeah but you rap fanboys just ate that up didn't you, oh, you yeah. just loved it just yeah i watched that going oh the fanboys they're just like yes rap on a motorcycle yes <laughs> uh so he, he rolls back in and mikey's like yeah dude right so we 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 start to see this um this mikey and raf relationship in this movie which it's very interesting we don't really get to see that interaction as as often um to where you know which we, we, which develops throughout the movie is, is mikey and raf kind of quote-unquote team up and uh leo which and is Don. fine i mean they, they've they've done a good job of it in the in the nick cartoons you know showing that yeah raf may be a hard ass but deep down he loves his brothers especially mikey so yeah you know of course he's going to – no, like you said, it was interesting because they finally did that. Instead of it just being Raph versus Leo while Donnie's left tending to Mikey, they finally, like, did something else about that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was a nice, nice, uh, nice change. Um, it also does kind of legitimize Donnie as the number two guy, though. I'm just going <laughs> to point that out there. Yeah. In this movie, anyway. Uh, that's funny. Um, so we get a uh, – who I forget who says it, but it says like it's a big ass magnet. Uh, so he's coming down, and Casey's like shit. So he, uh, was some, there was some uh, there was some cursing in this in this film. It was uh, it was interesting to see uh, or hear, I guess. Uh, and so so Shredder's getting pulled up, right? And uh, yeah, and and he, and then this giant this giant sword <laughs> comes out. Of this, the turtle truck. What are we calling it? The turtle, the turtle truck, the turtle garbage truck. Sure, why not? Come, giant sword comes out of it and shoots <laughs> and shoots. Oh him. yeah, cuts the chain. Cuts, cuts the, the chain, chain right? Perfect shot. Let's just say that. First of oh, all, yeah. perfect shot. Secondly, if you had well, if a... Donnie loads it up and then Donnie takes the shot, he's going to make the perfect shot. That's just how he Fair is. Fair enough. Fair enough. That uh, was. If you had, here's my thing though. If you had a giant sword the whole time, why not? Why 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 wait until <laughs> until then to shoot it? 
Uh, shoot that. Oh, thing. He didn't want to bisect anybody else. Like, God, could you imagine how much further that sword like flew? Oh it yeah. It didn't stop after cutting it, the cable. It probably cut down some buildings or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. It probably cut down some people along the like. God knows how many people died just so they could cut that one cord right there. <laughs> Crazy. So. Oh um, man. So uh, so meanwhile, uh, we saw that uh, Casey was trying to work his way back there, right? And. Uh, and Bebop and Rocksteady, they take him out, right? And he goes, oh, what is it? Be- Bebop goes, say, says something about his name. And he's like, he says, Bebop. And right when he says Bop, he kicks him in the face. Um, <laughs> and Rocksteady sticks his head out the into the cabin with the guy that's just driving. He goes, hi. <laughs> he just throws him out. <laughs> uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought Seamus did a great job in this film. Um, especially considering this is the first, like, major role in any movie he's ever had. I thought he did a great job. Um, maybe a li- being a little bit of Homer there since I'm uh, WWE fan, but, uh, uh and any- extremely Irish yeah, and extremely Irish. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so let's see here. Uh, Shredder crawls out the top anyway, and he jumps, and he's jumping for the helicopter. Which, by the way, I don't, I don't know what helicopter that was. I'm not, I'm not sure which which kind of helicopter that was. Baxter Stockman helicopter. Yeah, probably. Um, and uh, so as he's jumping, he's teleported, right? And we, we yeah, don't... teleported to Krang directly he's... to Krang. Right to hey, Krang. Krang. Hey Krang. I'm here. And we I'm get Krang. To, yeah, and Krang is uh, voiced by Brad Garrett, uh, which a voice I don't know if we covered it on the show or not, uh, but uh, they did have a change in the uh, in the voicing of Krang, like right. Ooh, very close to the end of uh, editing, so uh, hmm. yeah. So Brad Garrett, that's the uh, the brother from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, that's probably the role he's most known for. And uh, hey, hey, he's clearly known as the guy who had the hook for a hand and played the piano in Tangled. That is clearly the role he is best known for. He had a whole song and dance number. Yes, I didn't even realize that was him. Oh, that's interesting. Of course it's him. Uh, enjoy going back and listening to it, because yeah. I know you will. I'm gonna, yeah, I've heard that song plenty of times. Oh, yeah, dude, that's totally him. Yeah. I've Got a Dream, yeah, totally Brad Garrett. Yeah, that is a good song. It is, it is, it's a funny song. All right. Uh, all right, so uh, so we got Shredder. He's now with Krang in what I assume. All right, no, wait, wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Right. Wait, 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 hold on. So we have, so, no, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the proper review of this scene here. All right, go ahead. So... Pretty much is how it is. Uh, so Shredder, he gets beamed. Krang's like, hey, what's up? I'm Krang. I'm this creepy-looking alien that's crawling alongside this robotic body. Uh, I'm clearly um, I'm clearly somebody you can trust. And uh, you and I should team up. You know what? You know what? You and I, I'm clearly someone you can trust. So you and I, we should team up. I've got this purple mutagen here. Help you build an army. And you're going to use that army to pull me to the other side. By the way, I'm totally someone you can trust. And Shredder's like, you know what, Krang? I got a good vibe from you. I totally trust you. I have no reason to second-guess your intentions whatsoever. So, yes, I will do what you tell me to do because we're totally 50-50 equal partners on this, and and you're just such a trustworthy guy that I totally feel like I have no reason to question you at all. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Thank you. And then he sent him back to Earth, and okay, I'll let Ryan take over from here. So, 
So yeah, we got like I mentioned tentacle mucus. We got uh, he tells him about the arc capacitor, right? We got that part. So he tells him you gotta get okay. the arc, you gotta get the three pieces of the arc oh, capacitor. Oh wait, 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 wait. Before we go any further, this needs to be pointed out. Yeah. It was canically stated in this movie that this shredder, this shredder is the same shredder from the first movie. It's not his son. It's not a distant relative. No, 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 no. It's the same guy who somehow shrunk an entire foot. I guess he just hit the ground so hard. He shrunk an entire foot and is now this shredder. Yeah, that's right. Same guy. Yep. Same guy. Yep. Uh, it's the same guy. Okay. We can continue then. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically with this scene, the whole point of this scene was to lay out the plan. It was, it was the MacGuffin, right? We said, we got to yeah. find, you got to find these three pieces. It, those three pieces, those are the MacGuffin. Because uh, you put them together, it makes the the big the, the big thing the the transporter, right? You make the super MacGuffin that yeah. causes yeah super MacGuffin. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that super yeah. MacGuffin. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, a MacGuffin is a plot device in a story that uh, leads the story forward. Yep. Uh, MacGuffins are famous in Indiana Jones films, right? The the Ark of the Covenant, the uh, oh, yeah. um, Double Doom. Yeah. So yeah. Last it. crusade. It's all a crusade. It's all MacGuffin. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. So we go back to the lair, uh, and uh, April says the sun is coming up. You can't go outside, right? Oh. Again, it's a, it's pointing, pointing, uh, poking at this, uh, this, this plot device, right? Where the, that's what the, the whole point of this is about. How they, you know, out of the shadows, right? Because uh, yep. you, know, you can't go outside because the sun's coming up and you're ninjas. So we go to the police station and Bureau Chief Vincent. Uh, we're introduced to uh, to her and uh, um, she's going. Uh, she's getting the debrief uh, about uh, everything that happened and um, <laughs> uh, the whole thing with Casey and. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be a detective someday. Oh, this is this is this is here's the okay. So go, yeah, go ahead. This go chick ahead. shows up. No, this high-ranking chick shows up and she's like, "So Casey, uh, why don't you tell me what happened with this uh, prison breakout?" And of course, Casey Jones is doing his thing where he's like, "So this is what really happened." But in typical, very <laughs> of course they don't believe him because his story is just so absurd that they don't believe him. So of course the turtles don't exist. Not a thing that happens. Continue. Yeah, no, you pretty much got it right. Um, but I will say, I'll, believe I, Casey because Casey is very animate about like what he saw. Yeah, and I will say they they kind of see. I'm, I don't. I don't. I don't think this is a Stephen Amell thing. I think this is a writing thing, where this version of Casey is just so different because this version of Casey, the whole I'm going to be a detective someday, and you'll see. I'll be, I'll be. I have hopes and dreams and aspirations. You're not Casey Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's just so true. <laughs> a very, very different version of Casey Jones. Um. So, uh, so, so he basically is like, I'm going rogue. And he look, he's looking at their. Uh... <laughs> I'm going rogue. I can't. I can't be a police detective, but I somehow afford this very nice car that uh, is in no way a product placement in this film. It was a nice car. Um, yeah, it was nice. It was all right. 
And uh, so he's looking at their their rap sheet, right? And uh, he's like, "Oh, favorite bar, huh? Um, uh, he wouldn't uh, wouldn't be dumb enough to go back there, would they? Yeah, they would be dumb enough to go back there. Well, so. Of course, they would be. But so, the fact that that was on a police report, the police didn't already investigate that bar, is laughable. <laughs> not uh, this 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 film does not uh, shine up the uh, NYPD too well, does it? Um. Until I guess, well, yeah, not even really at the end, uh, but we'll get we'll save that for the end. All right, so um, so we go to the favorite bar, right? And, oh my uh, god, the bar! Yeah, so we go to the bar, and uh, we get uh, we get uh, Bebop and Rocksteady still in their human form, right? Yeah, and uh, they're they're drinking, right? And uh, I think it was I think it was Bebop. He goes, mm, just like Mama used to make, right? <laughs> Um, and, uh, so... First of all, can we point out that the bartender was Mayhem? Was Mayhem? He was Mayhem from the Allstate commercials. Is that really him? That's Mayhem, yeah. That was totally Mayhem from the Allstate commercials. Oh my gosh. You know, I... That's interesting. Because I, I... I felt like he was familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The second he walked up, I was like, oh, my God, please trash this bar because it's just he deserves every bad thing <laughs> coming to him. Because well, at he's least he's used to it, right? Used to, he's used to things <laughs> it's like, like He needs to see what it's like. He needs to see what it's like to have somebody, you know, do bad things to him. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um. All right. So, uh so he, you know, they're they're talking and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna run this city, blah blah blah." And then uh, Shredder shows up behind them, and, and then like, Shredder comes up behind him, yeah. and he's got his claw ready to go, like his retractable claw, and he's swagging out. He's like, "Hey, guess what? Uh, I got rescued by this dude named Krang, and uh, we're pretty much working for Krang now, uh, and you're gonna be my errand boys." Oh, why should we listen to you? Giant claw comes up to your face because I'm the Shredder, and you do what I tell you to. Cool. Yeah, no, we'll we'll totally do exactly what you tell us to, Shredder, because you're so badass and you're so awesome, and yeah, we'll we'll do everything you tell us to do. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty okay. much how it went. Yep. Exactly. Um, and uh, so let's see. Then uh, we go. Um, oh, I, I don't know if it was right here or if I think it goes back to the lair, and then we hear this. But um, I wanted to quickly disc- I don't know if you want to you want to talk about this now or you want to talk about it at the end um the music choices in this film I thought were really interesting uh it was about this point in the movie where we heard uh uh all I want to do is I'm a zoom 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 and a boom boom just take it I was actually more more into Ice Ice Baby that was playing later at the bar when yes. when Casey Jones uh, went there no don't you worry we'll get to that uh yeah so um I thought there was a lot more soundtrack uh, songs in this movie than there was in the last, and uh, there was score as well, and uh, we can we can discuss the score. I think it was the score was, I would say, fairly similar to the last score uh, in terms of quality, which was good. Well, it was the same guy, yeah, it's the same and, guy in every Michael Bay film. <laughs> but uh, the the uh, soundtrack I thought was was interesting. It was a lot more uh, a lot more pop culture songs and in older songs, I would say too. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll we'll mention a few more of them as we go along. But uh, so we go back to the lair. Leo's feeling bad about losing track of the shredder, and uh, so and Splinter's like, uh, "Yeah, you must keep your team together." Right? And Leo, Leo's always like, "Oh God, I messed up once. I don't know if I'm cut out to be leader anymore, Master Splinter." And Splinter's like, "Dude, we go through this shit every 
single arc. Just band your brothers together and nothing can stop you. I swear to God, it works every single time. Just just do what I tell you to, son. I'm pretty sure I heard. Okay, master. No, I'm pretty. Listen, I'm pretty sure I heard Splinter say, Leonardo, you must check between your legs. Do you have a set of (laughs) testicles? (laughs) Oh, my God. Gruesome. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I heard him say that. It's just like, no, because he always, it's always the same line. As long as you and your brothers band together, nothing can stop you. Okay. Got it. But master, I failed on this one, this one measly mission that meant absolutely nothing. I don't know if I'm cut out anymore. Oh, Leo, look. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. This this happens a lot. Uh, So. It was uh, a little bit of a kind of a rehash of, of some traditional turtle stories line, storylines, but uh, I mean, I guess it could be worse. Um, so, uh, so but we got it was to... at this moment. No, 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 because it was at this moment though where Donatello uh, they got the mutagen, or is, it, is that it? Where Donnie figured out the mutagen? Stuff? No, 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 not yet, not was yet, that... not yet. Okay, that, this all happens again. Now you get on with it. All right, so uh, so now we cut to Casey in the bar, right? Ugh. And so he's By like, the way, that bar, you know what was awesome about that bar? What's that? It's the same bar that Marvel uses in Daredevil and in Jessica Jones. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was thinking it was familiar. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. If, yeah, it, it must it, be the it same was one. Luke Cage's bar and, and Jessica yeah. Jones before yep. it got blown up. But, yep. um, Maybe they didn't use it in Daredevil then, but yeah, it was apparently already used in a pretty well-established TV show that's already based out of Hell's Kitchen, uh, New York City. So I thought that was a pretty interesting, like, hey. I don't know if they did that on purpose or if, uh, or what, but I thought that was pretty we interesting. We all know but... the, uh, the, the unofficial storyline between Daredevil and, uh, and the Turtles, right? Exactly. Exactly. So That's why I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right, so uh, so so we're back in the bar, and Casey's in there, and he's uh, he's uh, an ice ice baby is playing. Ice ice baby's playing, and so he just busts into the uh, into the uh, uh, jukebox, and he just grabs the CD and just starts chucking it. He grabs glasses, he starts chugging, just destroying this bar. And that guy's like, hey, 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 just stop blowing, you know, tearing apart my bar." And... Mayhem from all states. So this is what it's like to do horrible things <laughs> to people. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, and then, uh, so he gives him a GPS, which somehow tracks these two loner phones that he gave. A GPS, a GPS on a Motorola like satellite phone from the, the second Jurassic Park movie, <laughs> which came out in like 1998 or something. Like, oh my god, how dated! Like, like, yeah. was the most. I just happened to have this in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It I was, have the MacGuffin. Yeah, a little unbelievable, but uh, I you, I can see them writing this and like, oh shit, what do we do now? Like, we're kind of stuck. What what you know? And they're like, oh, just make up that he had some sort of GPS to figure out where. Oh, okay, so right. So we cut to TCRI, and uh, Shredder is in his uh, in his costume now. We get the we get a good view of of Shredder in his all black costume and everything. It. Yeah, like as oh, yeah. as you were discussing, a much more slimmed down version of of Shredder. This is a uh, Shredder. Yeah, I guess his... he hit the ground so hard that he shrank. <laughs> yeah, 
And yeah, that's he, what I was saying. Shredder went on a diet, um, and so did well, his just costume. Shrank. It, like the crushing force of his bones falling from 120 stories just caused him to lose a few inches of height. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this is this is casual Shredder. Also, I think is <laughs> what's going on here. Uh, so we see uh, now we see April sneaking into TCRI somehow. She just rolls into the lobby and there's just, like nobody there. And like, <laughs> yeah, I noticed that in New York City in the middle of the day, there was nobody in this lobby. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I, I feel like there's something screwed up in editing there or something like that. Like because that made no sense whatsoever. Um. So uh, we, we go up to the top floor and we we get chuckling Baxter, which I thought that was I. I will say so I think that's also one of the one of the really good things with this movie is um his portrayal of of Baxter Stockman. Oh no, he did a fine job like yeah. I said he would. Remember when they announced it and everybody got pissed off and I was like, "Hey, he's done good stuff before." Like I'm not worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no um I think uh I I think he nailed the character. I really do. And uh Oh yeah. Um I I have nothing but good things to say about Baxter Stockman in this movie. Um, so, uh, so we, we get the whole thing with the synthesized ooze and, uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Now, now that's the part where I step in with the synthesized ooze, because yeah. here's the thing. Shredder's not there by himself. He has bebop rock steady and Kyrie in tow, of course. Um, he gets this gun that apparently shoots these darts that yeah, have yeah. the ooze in them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like, so they're like, yeah, we need to do testing on this gun. And Shredder's like, cool. Shoots Bebop and Rocksteady right there with these mutated darts. Not even looking. And then they begin their not, not even, even looking. looking. Si- side okay. sidearm, just boom, and shoots them both simultaneously. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. So all right, he has this gun mm-hmm. that shoots these darts. Why didn't he use it more than just to shoot them? Uh, I don't know. He's talking the whole movie about building an army of mutants. Cool, dude. You have a gun that if you shoot anybody with it, they will become a mutant. So get to work with that. Just shoot everybody you can. And he's like, no, I'm just going to shoot these two and then never use this gun ever again throughout the entire movie. Is that the idea that, that April stole the rest of the ooze? Or that's that's what she was stealing. Like it was only only enough to fit in those two darts, and the rest of it is still in the yeah. container. That's the only thing that makes sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. That but, could uh, be an excuse. Do you notice the the DNA like mutation animation? Very X Men esque. Yeah, and they and they and apparently you mutate based on what your inner animal gene is, which yeah. I guess I'm okay with. The 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 um yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rocksteady's like, oh, it feels great. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the dormant gene that connects us with our animal ancestors. That was um, that was interesting. That was that was a cop out for we can't afford an actual warthog and a rhinoceros to be near these two actors. So uh, we're just gonna write that part out. <laughs> yeah. I, it's very interesting. I don't know. Uh, what, what, it, what would be your what would be your dormant animal gene there, Ryan? Oh, jeez, I have no idea. Um, oh, come on! Like you didn't think? Like, oh man, if if they shot me with that dart, I'm sure I would have turned into like this creature. Um. Well, if you're gonna work off your uh, the the Chinese calendar, then I'm dog. 
So, uh, you, why would why would the Chinese calendar have anything to do with the Ninja Turtles that were born in America and trained under a Japanese martial art training? I think a, uh, a well. Did you notice at the beginning? Is uh, kind of we're kind of going on a tangent here, but did you notice when the movie was starting that it showed like um, Platinum Dunes, and then it showed two other. It was like Alibaba. And then there was some. Yeah, um, uh, I thought Alibaba was a horrible name for a company trying to make it in America. <laughs> and then there was a there was a Chinese company as well because I remember I remember reading stuff about this. So it was basically a thing where during the production they needed more money, and so they went to these other companies to try to uh, get extra financing for this movie. Oh, so that's that's basically why that you have these other ones on there, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what my what my uh, ancient uh, dormant oh, come gene on, Ryan. would Just be. Just pick one. Just pick one. Just pick uh, a, an animal that you feel like you're most like right now. Let's Do it. let's go with um, let's go with uh, let's go with dolphin. Wow, you'll be so useless on land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dolphin, you Florida boy. That's funny. Yeah. What about you? Uh oh, koala. Koala. Oh, they're useful in a fight. Oh, dude, I just chill out. I don't care. <laughs> you just smell like uh, eucalyptus all day. I just, I just, I just eat my eucalyptus all day and chill out and sleep for eighteen hours a day. <laughs> you do smell fantastic, by the way. I That's... do smell fantastic. <laughs> all I right. Work very so, hard on that. So. um so did you notice the scene, right? So they're they're mutated, right? And they're so they're bouncing around like, yeah, this is great, right? And then they both stop, right? And they both pull their pants out and they look down at their junk. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what every man would do once we turn into a different creature. We would meet. No, no, I, I I can't even fault the writers for putting that lowbrow joke in there because that is <laughs> something that every man would do. No, and I and if and if you if you are a man and you deny this fact. Then you are not a man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just like, it is the first. It is the the first thing that any man would do once we mutated into another creature. See that what you're working with. Yeah, it's a lowbrow joke, but I can't fault him for it because it's so true. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's so true. And then uh, so April, she's been chilling, watching all this stuff, right? And she she runs in, grabs the ooze, and and runs out, right? And, right, um, Karai, you did such a great job guarding the ooze, didn't you? You stupid. Oh, you're so useless. Shredder was there, too. Oh, my God. She just ran into a room that, oh, God. Nobody saw her until she ran out, grabbed it, and just escaped. She just escaped right. the Shredder. So she so she, uh, she gets uh, down to the ground floor. She's running out of the building, and uh, the foot soldiers are chasing after her. I swear that the, there was that one point where she was running, and it was the exact same place that uh, Raph was chasing after Casey in the first movie. Uh, the whole like where he, Raph jumps over the uh, the hood of the car and everything, yeah, the hood of the uh, taxi cab. I swear it was the exact yeah. same place. I don't know for itself. sure, but it looks so familiar. Like it looked, it looked like it was the exact same spot, but. Anyway, uh, so so we get uh, so Casey he rolls up and he sees all this going down, so he starts chasing them, and um, we get Casey and Al- and April in the alleyway. So we get to see Casey. He's got uh, 
his hockey pucks. Definite 3D effect, by the way, when he's uh, shooting the hockey pucks well, at, the, at, the, at the camera. Um, and uh, so, I don't know, what do you think about uh, Casey and the we, – we got to see all this this whole fight in the trailers, basically. So, But uh, what do you think about the Casey taking on the foot soldiers? I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to call, really, because Casey has – like, one of my favorite things about Casey is that he doesn't – he doesn't fight like the turtles do, and he really doesn't have any training in fighting. But for some reason, what he does just works against the foot soldiers. Right. So, like, at first I was like, "Wow, foot soldiers! Way to have like twelve of you get taken out by one guy." But then it's like, well, when I think about it, Casey has always been just—it's like, why are you so effective? I don't know. I just am. Okay, fine. Like. You know, so whatever. Uh, but it's just, like I said, he brought nothing to the character, sadly. Right. Um, um, dur- I the- thought he his moves, though, were a little bit too, like, finesse. There was way too much finesse in, his, too fancy. in his fighting. Yeah. Huh? A little too fancy? Oh, he, well, he was just like, yeah, it was like dancing almost. It was very choreographed, which yeah. is fine in those movies because they're supposed to be like two master ninjas. Yeah. So of course you, they're going to look you like you wanted to see a little more uh, daredevil realism in a fight with Casey. You want well, to see? Yeah, a, I mean, yeah. I want to see. You want a guy like Casey more. Jones? I want to see a brawling type yeah. of fight. Yeah, I don't want to see this Jedi's waving their two swords around. You know, yeah, in an obviously choreographed fight. You know, it's like it's like Casey is a brawler. So it's I don't know. I, I and I guess maybe with Green since Casey since since Stephen Amell plays, you know. Green Arrow, it's like, oh, he's used to doing, like, these finesse-type scenes, really. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe so that's a reason they went that way with it. I don't know. Well, but I, I, for me, he's just always been kind of a brawler, so that's just... I wish they would have gone that route. Yeah, I hear you. That's me. Uh, very end of that scene, one of the foot soldiers is getting away with the ooze, and uh, Casey does uh, a shot and knocks the foot soldier out, and the, the ooze goes kind of rolling on the ground, and Right as the, the cops pull up, right? So, 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 uh, so April and Casey go running, and uh, and so does one of the other foot soldiers, right? Yeah, yeah, one of the other foot soldiers goes running also, but then uh, after April, no, but the turtle showed up like right after that. Well, right. So, well, here's the thing, right? So the cops roll up, right? Why didn't they chase after Casey and April and the other foot soldier? Because uh, we've been, because uh, clearly this movie's just been crapping on the NYPD the entire time. We pointed this out. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, so anyway, Casey takes out the last foot soldier, and then we get the, uh, what's your name? What? Yeah. Casey. Stacy Moon. Cute I am when I unmask myself. Yeah, Stacy Moons. So, um, and then yes, so then the turtles roll in. We've we've seen that scene um, several times, but uh, we get to see it um, continue on. Um, th- it was actually pretty funny. The, the do not eat us. We are not food. <laughs> see, I thought that was funny. I that thought was, so too. I nice. thought that was. I thought that was good. I'm glad that did not make it into any of the trailers. That was a nice. So, oh my god! It made it into every single trailer. The do not eat us. We are not food. Oh yeah, 
I see. I didn't see that. So okay, what, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. All right. This, this is the part you might have to edit out, but um, it's what I do for a living is I watch like movie trailers and commercials and other on and like on demand stuff to make sure it's good enough to go out over the air. Do you know how many Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle trailers I had to watch at work? So that, yeah, that's so that's true. So, right. So, so basically for me, um, when, oh gosh, probably about two weeks out, I basically stopped watching the trailers. I just I just stopped because I, I, I knew this kind of stuff was going to happen. Now, granted, you don't have a choice. Uh, but uh, yeah. I know a lot of our listeners watched every single trailer, too, because uh, we were getting all the... All the tweets and all the uh, the Facebook posts and everything that everybody you know every time. Oh yeah, but when it came to that, I saw so, I saw every single trailer multiple times. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. so I mean, I I would even tell you like, oh hey, I saw a new trailer. I couldn't tell you about it because I'm not allowed to. But I'd be like, oh, I saw a new trailer at work. Yeah, and so you know, there you go. But uh, no, I saw a lot of those. Um, but yeah, it was in some of the trailers. But yeah. no, it was still a good scene. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was good. Um, Mikey, he's like, Mikey playing along with it to mess yeah. with him was so, funny too. The Supreme Leader sent us to eat humans with wrench dressing or something like oh, that. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, then uh, so then they finally you know they're like no, no no we're 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 cool we're all good and then they do the uh, Mikey does little dating game intros. That was actually, like, I thought, oh, yeah. I thought that was really good. I thought that was really funny. Um, they, they, cause they played the little music in the background, the little like 70s oh, yeah. dating game. Don even struck a pose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought that was, that's probably the best part in the whole movie. I, I think, I think that was the best part Ugh. for me. I, I just, I was not the best, the funniest part in the whole movie. I'll say that's the funniest part in the whole movie. Um, okay, so, um, we, we, you know, so they're, they're talking, blah, blah, blah. We start to get this Raph versus Casey. Uh, of course, gotta have Raph versus Casey. So. Yeah, but did they really? No, no, they, 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 they really... touched on it. They touched on it. It, they definitely. Yeah, they, they had, barely. They, they scratched the surface. chicken, turtle. Like, wow. Where did, where did come at Raph with that one? Yeah. Yeah, oh, sure. It, they, oh, they, cut they, deep. Yeah. The, well, you know, I would say, if he had a adversarial interaction with any turtle like the most was Raph. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it was hardly there. Yeah, I agree. Continue. I agree. Um and the very end of that uh the the whole Are you two a thing, you know, right? Which we've seen in the trailer yeah. a bunch of times. I'm pretty sure that was an actual real laugh from Megan Fox. If you go next time you see it, watch for that scene. You will see Megan Fox actually do a real laugh in that scene. I don't think that's actually possible. I know. Okay. I think this is, and that's why it's so obvious because it's a real laugh, not a like a fake like acting laugh. I think it's an actual real laugh. So, right, if you say so, yeah. Um, so we go back into the lair. Um, uh, he goes. Well, aren't your names kind of pretentious or something? And she, April says, you know, I named them. Uh, we get oh, the whole, we get the whole thing with the giant rat. Um, that was funny. That was okay. That, that was also a very was funny. funny. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> okay, right. So it shows it shows um, Splinter from a distance, right? And then the camera goes inside with Splinter, right? And you hear, "Hello, yeah. is it me you're looking for?" 
Another like funny. No, what was funny was just Casey Jones going, "Guys, don't look!" But there's a giant rat over there, and Raph and Mikey being like, "Yeah, man, you should go mess with it." Like he comes all the time. You should should totally just mess them up. Yeah, it's this whole Raph and Mikey kind of team up in this movie. It's very interesting. Uh, Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, go, go, you gotta go at him. You know, you gotta go fast. Gotta go hard. You know, and everything." (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Um, I, I laughed at that scene. I did. I was like, okay, that that was funny. Yeah, that was that was good. They got him good. Um, Although I wish Splinter really would have kicked his butt more than instead of just like tripping him up. But I wish I wish he would have just wailed on Casey or like hit him across the room or something. Like since they said they were going more for an '87 series effect, like I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Now what? Uh, so help me out with this one. It was at this point that I realized. Or, or started to question myself. Uh, is this the same lair that was in the last movie? Oh, I don't know. I kind of get the feeling it's like possible it's possible that lair. it's not because, I mean, it, it's possible that it's not because their last one got destroyed. Yeah, maybe just for the fact that they know where it is, so they had to move. And it got destroyed. Yeah, like yeah. you know, they just didn't have to make a whole plot device out of it, like in a uh, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. Which yeah. I still like. I like that plot device, though. I'm not even ragging on it. Like, I love that they did that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it makes it more realistic. You know, it makes it more real. That, That's what know. I'm saying. Like, there were there were just some scenes that could have gone on longer, and there were just some, some scenes you could have just completely taken out and made the movie completely better. Yeah. Anyway. I hear you. So, uh, that happens, then what happens? So, um, Casey, uh, you know, he gets back up, right? And uh, he notices the garbage truck. He's like, who are these guys, right? Um. And uh, so they go to the next scene, and it's it's Shredder and with Karai and like uh, making these finely tuned soldiers, right? And then they show Bebop and Roxanne, and they're like eating like spaghetti, right? And uh, out of a barrel, out of a <laughs> out of a barrel, and uh, it's very I I don't know I thought this was very 1987 Bebop and Roxanne. Oh yeah, very like they I mean they're right on uh, with uh, the Bebop and Roxanne here. Um, and let's see here. Now we go back to the Donnie and now he's working on the retro mutagen, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, he just dabs a little bit on his, on his hand and all of a sudden his two like pointer fingers basically split into, and they double, right? And he's his hand becomes like, a human hand. And he's just like, oh yeah, that, that's normal, right? You know, that, that didn't hurt yeah. at all. Oh, that, that wasn't excruciatingly painful or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my two fingers just split into four fingers, but I I didn't feel any pain whatsoever yeah, the, with that. The proper response would have been, yeah, let me just go ahead and dab a little of this on here. Ah! Oh my god! <laughs> I instantly regret this. Why? Why didn't I find like a little bunny to test this out on or something? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. No, that that would have been the proper response. That would have been the proper response. Yes. Uh, oh, and, and how did his hand go back to normal? He just like shook it and it went back to normal, yeah, right? Like, like, well, that's over. Yeah, because it, like I guess it wasn't. I guess this. The, I, I don't know. I'll retcon and just say, oh, it wasn't enough. You know, it was just it, a temporary. If a retro mutagen can turn you into a human, it looks like it can turn you back into a turtle pretty freaking easily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just shake your hand and now, oh, you're a turtle again. All right. So, so Leo goes. You know, we don't need that kind of change, which. I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, with the whole uh, political situation. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, he says, don't say a word 
uh, if uh, of this uh, to the others. And that's when everybody realized Donnie was the number two in the in the chain of command for the uh, for the Ninja Turtles. That... Oh, dude! Oh, dude! You knew it! You knew it! The second Leo was like Donnie, look, man. You know this, and I know this, but nobody else is is ever going to know this. It was already like, damn, Donnie's number two. He's the number two. He's always been the number two, but this just cemented it. Yeah, this like, just cemented Donnie's the number the, two. This just cemented the aspect that uh, that Leo is just a terrible, terrible character. I mean, he's he's just a he's a he, I, yeah. I don't, I don't like Leo. Oh, Leo. Oh yeah, Leo. He's oh yeah, Leo. Oh man, screw that guy. He's a big jerk. He, he just. He hid all that, those secrets from his brothers and put that burden on Donnie after Donnie just was innocently discovering something. He got placed with a giant burden all because of Leo. Like, bullcrap. Yeah, I, I, I really oh, yeah. didn't like that at all. I was like, wow, that is messed up. Like, how could, so messed up. How would you do, like, how could you do that? But, uh, you know, so luckily, brothers. I guess I'll say luckily, Mikey overhears all this, right? Right. And uh, so, but. Uh, I was so, and instantly tells Raph. Well, in the next scene, in the next scene. So we, first we go to Hayden Planetarium, which I thought was cool. I, I thought we were going to get to see Neil deGrasse Tyson make a cameo, but uh, unfortunately not. He is, he nope. is, he's kind of, uh, he, he, he actually would have been able to play a very good Baxter Stockman as well. But, um, uh, so. He probably doesn't want to give away his actual academic credibility by doing such an act. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Uh, so, um, the, uh, I think it was Rocksteady who did the, the old, uh, the old fart and toss, the, uh, Oh God. <laughs> uh, that was, that was, that was cute. Um, so no, that uh, was the scene where I almost wanted to just stand up and go, wow, this is a scene in a Ninja Turtle movie. That just happened. Yeah, it did just happen. <laughs> um, and the, that, that wasn't around in the eighties. I don't think that was around in the eighties. I don't think it was. But right. um, uh, so apparently, the way that you uh, you handle um, you know, archaeologic space findings is to smash into it really hard. Well, yeah, because all of a well, sudden duh. it opens up, and then there's a, a a hidden piece of the the arc capacitor or whatever. Well, yeah. So uh, so then we go back to the the uh, the lair. Raf's uh, he's he's benching right. You know, he's, he's the barbell's bending in half it's so heavy and uh mikey yeah like you mentioned he tells raf everything and raf of course gets all pissed and um <laughs> uh i will say though that it was great to hear mikey go um <laughs> i will never finish our hip-hop christmas album <laughs> which of course there was a turtles hip-hop christmas album <laughs> The rap rap, come on! Everybody loves the rap rap. Yeah, everybody uh, loves uh, the rap rap. I, I must. I, I think I blocked that out of my memory from like a while ago. We'll so have, we'll please don't to, put it back uh, in there. We'll have to do a, a, a segment on the on the uh, the turtles hip hop Christmas please. album. So that was a that was a great reference. There's I will so I'll just mention that right now. There are a lot of these really cool uh, references to the turtles. Uh, you know, you got you know Kevin Eastman and. And this and vanilla ice and you know there's just a lot of little things that is just really good to see it's really good to see you can tell the uh that uh I, the only thing that makes sense is the, is because of the director because the same writer same producers the only thing that's different is the director 
So I got to imagine that this director is is the reason that we get to see all of this these these great callbacks to uh, to the turtles fandom. So. Uh, all right, so the so Rouse rolls up. You know, he's like, "What's the uh, the the three most important things to a ninja?" And he goes, "Speed, stealth, and honor." And and uh, during Leo's workout, and uh, yep. he's and like, "Pretty so, much." Rap is like, "Hey man, I'm full of your crap. That was that wasn't cool what you did hiding that from me and and Mikey. Can't trust us with our decision. Maybe we want to be humans." And Leo's like, "Hey man, that's not up to you. That's up to me. I'm the leader of the group, even though." Like an hour ago, I was questioning whether or not I should be leader of the group. Uh, Compartmentization but, of information, uh, I believe, is the term Pretty much, used. pretty much. I was exactly. like, is that even so, And then Raph is like, hey, man, you know what? I don't need this. And then important mission comes up. Hey, guys, we have to stop a what was it, shredder or something. Which one was it? Which, which mission popped up where they had to break off into two teams? Well, uh, it was the whole heading to the Hayden Planetarium, but the uh, Hayden Planetarium. But there's one line in here that I was, oh, yeah. thought was just so jerk. Like uh, Leo goes, "There's only one vote that counts in this family, and it's mine." Oh yeah, when Leo said that, I was like, "Ooh, what a dick, Leo! Leo you, Leo, you had me until you said that. What like, a yeah. dick!" Like, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine with you telling Raph just straight up, like, I'm better than you. I'm totally fine with that. But with him <laughs> to say that, I was like, I was like, wow, that was just okay, cool. I guess. <laughs> like, that was messed up. It was messed up. Uh, so he says he's benching Mikey up. and Raph, and uh, um, and and Mikey's like, I still don't know what you're saying. And yeah, so then Leo and Don roll to the Hayden Planetarium, and they find. Uh, Udani finds traces of neutronium, which I feel like we've heard the term neutronium in Turtles before. Do you remember? Well, there's the neutrinos, but I don't know right. if neutronium. Probably the planet that they're from. They, no, they were from Dimension <laughs> X. They were from Dimension X, but I don't remember the. Okay, they didn't have an original planet. Uh, in I, don't know, X. I don't know. Maybe it's the planet of neutronium from Dimension X. Yeah, or maybe it's just a callback. Yeah, maybe one of our listeners, uh, if, if, if we're missing something here on neutronium, let us know. Uh, Donnie figures out Shredder's plan right there. He's basically puts the puzzle pieces together. And he's like, he's gonna, he's gonna open up a dimension to uh, to another, or he's gonna open up a portal to another dimension, right? Yep. yep. Donnie's that smart. He just discovered neutronium and instantly figured out the entire plan. Boom. So Mikey and Raph, they're they're with Casey and April though, right? So, so they figure yeah, out a plan to break into. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, they're going to break into police headquarters because apparently that's where the mutagen is. And Raph wants Raph wants to be able to decide for himself whether or not, uh, you know, hey, maybe I want to be human. Yeah. But So they devised this plan, this whole plan about, oh, using Vernon as a distraction in order to get into the, uh, into the police station. Through the, I guess what can only be written as the biggest air decks to ever exist in mankind, like ever. Yeah. <laughs> Like Mike and Raph fit Mike Mikey and Raph fit in the air ducts. Yeah. Yeah. There's some big air ducts. Yeah. yeah um, those are some big air ducts. Well we you skipped over uh the uh Carmelo Anthony uh cameo. Yeah, for good reason. Uh, <laughs> it shouldn't exist. But see that's why see, I, I know you and Alex have been kinda of shitting on Carmelo Anthony, but Carmelo Anthony was on the Tonight Show talking about the Turtles. In that the whole okay. turtles cross mellow uh, line of clothing that was on the Tonight Show, 
So while you guys think it's shitty, it's a big deal in pop culture. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I... I missed the part where this was the Turtle Power podcast, and we were talking about how we felt about certain things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just uh, anyway uh, that it was just one of the things I saw that was like came across through my tur- my feed, you know, and leading up to that's the great. Anyway, uh, well, yeah, the whole thing with uh, Vern. You know what? If Kim Kardashian did a nude scene in a movie, that would get a lot of press, but it wouldn't make it good. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, the whole thing with uh, Vern and Alessandra, right? Is the the model, supermodel that uh, he was with at uh, the basketball game, and also um, at this uh, key of the city, right? That was that's why they were having this yep. little function. Uh, and uh, so, um, you know, she uh, April rolls up, and he's like, "Vern, we gotta go." And he's like, "Oh, April," and he's like, "Now," and he's like, "Oh, okay, I'm coming." Cause, you know, they just like. All of a sudden, he's not the Falcon anymore. He's just bumbling Vern, right? And well, of um, uh, so they are bringing Vern into the planet. I, I don't know if you noticed, but they were playing uh, uh, "Spirit in the Sky" uh, at this point in the film. Don't know that one. Kind of being a little, little... And ball very disorganized. Yeah, well, wasn't it like there was? He was saying something about like his uh, shirt be- size being too small, or or not not big. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he seems like a nice guy. If you like guys who can't even bench press, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> like Mikey had more trash talk against Casey than um, than Raph did. Yeah, this this is the song I'm uh, I'm thinking of. This uh the song. Do you remember this song? Brian, I'm on a phone. Uh, you can't hear the song. All right. There it is. <laughs> All right, so all right, so anyway, you, you'll know the it. song. You'll you, trust me. You know the song. You know the song. All right. Um, and uh, so anyway, uh, so they they they're like Vern, you got to help us out. We need help bringing into the New York PD. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, so he's like reluctantly he uh, uh, agrees and uh, a little less. Uh, Oh, another song. Little less conversation, little more action. Remember that old Elvis song, right? So that's another another pop culture song making it so older pop pop uh, pop culture song. Um, you know right there, yeah. You got this. <laughs> Sneaking into uh, NYPD headquarters, we get to see Raph and his, we get to see Raph and his Whatever. tongue, right? Um, yeah. And uh, and we uh, during this whole montage of them sneaking in, uh, it's the first time we get to see Raph's tongue in this movie which i don't know why but uh we did get to hear april say cowabunga which uh (laughs) but uh right as they're about to break in guess what foot soldiers have already broken they've already stolen the purple and they're on their way out yep so donnie uh they they ring up donnie and you notice the uh the cell phone ringtone it was uh Yeah, da, 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 da. You know, it was, it was, oh, yeah. it was, yeah. Uh, so Leo and Donnie, uh, they're like, oh, you know, they're like, oh, we need help or the NYPD and, you know, hurry, they're stealing the ooze or whatever. So Don, Leo and Donnie, they come, they, they jump on a subway or they're on a subway train. They jump to another subway train. Somehow they get to NYPD ground level before the turtles do. And cause they oh, were subway, dude. Yeah. Yeah. NY, yeah. New York. City subway system is legit, right? Yeah. 
Well, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, Leo and Donnie, they they bust in through the main uh, lobby window. window like, right? yeah, screw, screw stealth. We're just going yeah, in. They just roll in, right? And obviously reveal themselves first, right? Um, right. So this is this is basically the pivotal part of the uh, of the movie, right? Because uh, the they just expose themselves to NYPD, right? Yeah, and, and uh, that, the NYPD, and that, the, the 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 one cop who's like monsters, they're monsters, right? Oh, and, the FBI chick is there, yeah, yeah, or whatever branch she was in, and uh, um, and, and I, I should point out though, yeah. at this moment though, at this moment, turtles bust in, the cops pull guns on everybody. Yep. And all of the turtles put their hands up. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're Meanwhile, even I though they're bulletproof? They're, yeah, even though they're bulletproof. Yeah. All the turtles put their hands up. Yeah. Which you know what? Hey, you know what? In, in a completely separate universe I'd be fine with the turtles putting their hands up, but then we just establish in that god awful first movie that you're bulletproof. Uh they did. Yep. Yep. Um so uh so I, I made that point about Leo and Donnie revealing themselves first. I made that point on purpose, and I'll, I'll say why in a minute. But uh, Casey and April, they roll up, and they're like, no, 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 don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. And the, they, they yell to the turtles, you know, get out of here. Which, um, okay. So they're just like, oh, yeah, good idea. And so they just take off. I guess they, gra- yeah, they grab their, uh, their weapons, and they just... Left and like the they had a couple cops I think chase after them and the O's too right yeah uh did they have the O's at this point or did the the foot soldiers still have the O's oh the foot soldiers still had it yeah that's why they had to go to Brazil or something (laughs) I'll explain go to Brazil uh actually I don't know what happened with the O's at this point I'm not sure maybe one of our listeners remembers what happens well, there turtles wind up with it again so that's all that matters turtles wind up with it again i think so um i don't even know about that anyway uh so casey and april they're arrested the turtles escape back in the lair there's a huge argument uh mikey's devastated um he, he's talking to splinter he's like they, they, they didn't just see fear i mean there was actual hate they hated us because of the way we look oh yeah and Leo's having a real hard time being a leader and a brother at this point, right? <laughs> Obviously. And uh, so, now here's here's what you were talking about. So they're they're all pissed off at each other, but then Donnie's like, uh, "We got something happening," and Leo's like, "Ugh, talk to me, Donnie, right?" And right. Uh, so he's like, oh, "We just got word on Bebop and Rocksteady. We're tracking them. They're on their way to Brazil." So I'm not quite sure how they did that, but okay. They're on their way to Brazil, and uh, we got to go after them. Well, how are we going to do that? Oh, obviously, we'll just sneak on the next plane to Brazil, and we'll meet them there, right? Right. Meanwhile. They're not on a head. They don't have a head start on this or anything. Right. And let me tell you, Brazil is far, far away, okay? Let me go ahead and just say that. Uh, It is a long way from New York City. Okay, and uh, so so April and Casey they're in they're in police uh, holding room and they're in NYPD holding room right, and they're like uh, just you know what's up with this this ooze thing right you know why were you why'd you steal the ooze or why were you trying to steal the ooze and like oh well I you know I took it from Baxter Stockman and and you know, stole it from TCRI and they're like oh well that's interesting 
Baxter just happened to give us this footage, and it's uh, doctored footage. Which isn't doctored in any way whatsoever. So, there you go. <laughs> again, sh- again, shitting uh, all over the NYPD uh, because of what happens later, but uh, we'll get there in a second. Um, so, we go to, we go to Brazil. Uh, another song. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, wah, huh. God, y'all, yeah, what is war? it good for? Absolutely you nothing. You mean the song War? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they, Bebop and Rocksteady, they find the final piece. It was inside of like a, um, some sort of large rock that they shot with a tank. Right. Because, you know, why oh, of not? Of course. And uh, I think it was yeah. a TCRI tank, actually. And uh, so, so, tank. so they uh, they call into uh, Shredder and they're like, hey, yeah, we found the... Uh, Found the last piece of the uh, thing, right? And uh, so turtles are now on an airplane because they snuck into one at JFK. Which uh, also JFK is pretty far away from the rest of New York City. I was just there last weekend, uh, so I guess they took a. I don't know if you can take a train or a subway out there. They took know. the uh, no. They took the sewer tunnels because that's how they travel around everything. Right. Remember? Yeah. Even all the way to the mountains of right outside New York City. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, so they're on this plane and they're really hot. Right, and that Wait, is. I don't think at that altitude, you'd be hot. No, there, there, it is cold up there. It is very cold when you get up that hot. When you're at altitude, you are very cold, very cold, exactly. not hot at all. Um, so they they realized, uh oh, Bebop and Rocksteady are already on their way back here now. They're already way on. They are already on their way back to New York City and we're going to pass and what are the right odds? over they're them. crossing right under us <laughs> like yeah. what are the odds what are the odds all this right? airspace all <laughs> of this airspace that Brazil has and they're just passing right underneath us yep and so they have a 30 second window that they can jump right and 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 float down but, which uh, I laughed I laughed so hard at that I was like first of all no second of yeah, this is, I guess, this is a part of the movie where my, my aerospace engineering is getting in the way of, of enjoying. Uh, but uh, anyway, so they got to jump from plane to plane. Lee, uh, Donnie's the first one to go. He just jumps, and then he shoots, like, a little suction Donnie's cup. A G. Oh, dude, they were, all, they were all scared, and they were like, uh, Donnie just jumped. And they're like, what? Like, yeah, dude, Donnie just went. No fucks. And then, and then, uh, what is it? Leo goes next, and then Mikey, but Mikey's got his board. But then uh, he kind of yep. does a crash landing, and then Leo kind of grabs, or was it? Anyway, there's the three of them. Leo go grabs first. onto Donnie. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. And then, uh, and then Raph's the last one. He's the only one that's got to shoot. And uh, he's like, "What would Vin Diesel do?" Uh, which I thought that was pretty that funny. was funny. That was funny. Uh, but he hits the. And was like, uh, of course, Raph's the one that's scared to jump out of the plane. Of course. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, he, he jumps a little late, right? So he, uh, he ends up nailing the, uh, the cockpit and we get to see more Raphael Tommy. Which Ryan, 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 aerospace engineer, Ryan, yeah. uh, as large as Raphael yeah. fell out of one plane and hit the windshield of the cockpit of the other plane. What do you think the resulting damage would be? Oh, he would have just absolutely destroyed the front of that aircraft yeah he either gone. that or the front of the aircraft would have destroyed him right but like, he's bulletproof one of those two options. he's bulletproof so 
You don't know. You don't know how. He's at least bulletproof. We know that. So he could be even a lot more powerful or a lot more which armored. Which is fine. But I don't think his body or surface texture gives enough to not damage that plane in any way whatsoever. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, so yes, we get to see more Raphael Tongue. Uh, but uh, they, they, everything's fine. They grab onto him. They're just riding on the surface of this airplane as it's going hundreds of miles an hour, right? They're just, oh, yeah, they're they're just surfing on the, on the rooftop, right? I know eventually they, mm-hmm. li- they like, latch on. But, uh, again, aerospace engineering getting in the way of my enjoyment. But uh, so they get inside, and all of a sudden uh, they see the... They see the foot soldiers, uh, and they're like, bad news is, uh, and I don't know, they, throw the, they, they just throw the foot soldiers out the, the side. Oh, yeah, the they're way. not worth screen time. Not like, it's it. not worth screen time, just exactly. Do we, do we see the turtles battle foot soldiers at all in this movie? Like, one-on-one? Not really. I don't know if we ever not really. Um, they're, they're not worth it. You've got Bebop and Rocksteady there, you know, right. you gotta... So this is, this, right, so this is kind of what it's all been building up to. This is the first real battle in this movie between the Turtles and anything, really. Uh, and uh, so, Bebop and Rocksteady, right? Clothesline from Bebop, Raph takes down Rocksteady, but Rocksteady jumps up into, sh- uh, into the tank that's also in there and shoots uh, the tank, uh which then at least Bebop called him on it. Yeah, he just at least Bebop called him on it. Just absolutely destroys the front of the plane, uh, and uh, um, so yeah, yeah. Like you said, Bebop is like, "Man, what are you doing?" He's like, "Sorry." He just goes, "Dude, really?" And he's like, "All right, my bad. My bad. Got a little carried away. My bad." Uh, Yeah. Uh, So Donnie runs up to the cockpit to well, what's left of the cockpit to try to save the plane. Uh. And then it's it's you know kind of tumbling and and Rocksteady's head actually goes through the fuselage because it goes inverted at one point and the tank flips oh, yeah. over and his head actually just pops right through. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and uh, eventually the tail breaks off and uh, Bebop and Rocksteady I think both went out the back and then they were able to Donnie was eventually able to save the plane and. Um, uh, crash land into the Amazon River. I believe it was the Amazon. It looked, I mean, I, I shot by a tank for his uh, troubles. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they, they, uh, <laughs> Raph climbing up onto the shore and, and, uh, the, the giant, uh, turtle there, or tortoise. He's like, yeah, this is awkward. Um, yeah, right. Uh, that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, Leo and Donnie, um, they're, they're trying to get this, this last piece of this, this arc. Um, whatever it's called, whatever that device was called, that we the MacGuffin, and uh, so they miss it. They kind of like bump into each other, and they're like, "Leo, Johnny, what are you doing?" Yeah, whatever. And uh, yeah, the 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 slow mo tank shot, right? Um, and uh, eventually, Leo and Donnie and Raph and Mikey, they all go over the the falls, uh, because uh. Bebop Rocksteady, they've been able to get the the box that's got the last piece, and uh, they're like, "Bye, turtles." Thanks, so they, they're yeah. out. Yep. And um, uh, so they go over the they falls. They go into their shells. Into their shells. Oh, that was cool. Yep. And uh, we get a nice sarcastic Leo. You know, he's like, "Nice job, guys." You know, something like that. 
Um, Leo sounded like such a whiny little bitch at that moment, too. Like, oh, good job. Yeah. 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 So uh, we go back to uh, NYPD, and Casey and April are still in this holding room. All right. 72 hours later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Casey is like, you know, let me, uh, they're like, we need our phone call or whatever. And uh, so Casey steals the the chief's cell phone. And uh, which is just so easy. Yeah, just, you know, and uh, they call, they call Vern, right? And he's, he's breathing into He's breathing into. Oh yeah, you, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, okay, yeah, no. So it cuts to Vernon, who's actually breathing into plastic bags to sell his own breath, which apparently is a hot item online. Yeah. So Falcon breath. Hey, props to him. Falcon there you breath. go. Yeah, Falcon breath. Props yeah. to him. Oh man, that was pretty funny. Uh, and so she's like, "You need to go to TCRI and get the uh, uh, get this footage or whatever." Uh, so he rolls up to uh, to TCRI. He just 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 meanders his way in there. Feet of cable. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first he gets by the guard, and he's like, "You're the Falcon." And he's like, "No, you haven't earned the right yet." <laughs> like, You're oh, me. you know what? That 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 was my favorite line. I think in the entire movie is just, "No, you haven't earned the right to call me Falcon yet." And I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> you know what, Vern? You might be my favorite character in this entire movie." <laughs> uh. Yeah, I I would say this is a lot more of uh, more a lot more fit for his style of comedy as well. Even though he had a much smaller role in this film, um, right? It, it was this was perfect for him. So anyway, um, uh, so he's like, "Come on, you used to be a cameraman before you got all fancy. You know, we gotta find this hidden camera." And he's like, "One, two, three, four, right?" So. He, Figures it's behind, oh, there's a hidden camera behind this clock. Behind Let clock. me pull this cord that wraps around the entire room. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Pulls about 70 feet of cord out of the wall, finds the tape. There you go. Let's him out of prison. Yep. Um, we get uh, back to the turtles. They are having a big argument again. And uh, okay. I think Leo says, you know, we may be brothers, but we're no team. Right. Yeah, I don't know why, but okay, sure, fine. And somehow you, you okay. wonder why it, it's like it's like, hey, I'm supposed to be the leader. I'm supposed to be in charge. We're not a team, like, dude. You're the you're always so quick to say that. I wonder why. So just so, so again, again, right? So we are now at the point where the turtles flew all the way to Brazil. They were on their way back from Brazil, crashed into the Amazon River, and now have figured out a way to get from the Amazon River back to their lair well yeah jump on the next point from the amazon right that just takes off from the amazon yeah yep i didn't say you get there fast but you know whatever well that's the point right because april and casey are still in this holding room uh uh, any yeah this is basically where the 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 timeline of the movie just didn't was really not working out for me it was starting to remind me of the last movie but uh, oh, yeah. but uh, anyway, uh, they're back in the in the uh, in the lair. The portal's open. Baxter's Baxter's all excited. Vern he brings the real footage. Gets April and Casey out of custody. And uh, yeah, they would have been in there for several, several, several days. Uh, 
Right. Not, not, not even just like a couple hours. No, several days for all of that to transpire. But anyway, uh, so here comes the Technodrome, right? Oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. First of all, Baxter opens up the portal, and then Splint, uh, Schroeder's like, okay, well, I don't need you anymore, so I'm going to betray you. And Baxter's all, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, man, they're taking you to our facilities in Japan. Oh, so yeah, take him away. Yeah. And Baxter's all, oh, you haven't seen the last of me. I'm Baxter Stockman. Yeah, that, that happens, I think, two scenes later. But yes, yes, that definitely does happen. Uh, I'm just getting on with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Baxter, or Baxter. Okay, the... wait, wait, wait. Okay, Technodrome, fine. Technodrome starts coming through the portal. Yeah. And then Donnie scans it and goes, oh my God, there's like this weird atmosphere around it because it's coming from a different dimension. We, since we're turtles, are the only creatures that can actually survive around this Technodrome. So we're the only ones that can actually stop it. Uh-huh. But uh, okay. they've got, they've got then, the retromutagen. Cut... So, oh, okay, so yeah. they do, they, right, so they did get the retromutagen, right, because they, that's, okay, so that's, there you go, there's the ooze. They did bring the ooze back, because now Donnie has made a full thing of retromutagen, and he's like, one sip, one sip, right, and and Splinter's right. like, you are you are becoming young men, you know, the choice is yours, right, so Raph okay. just, <laughs> right, right, go ahead. Right. no, 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 tell me, no, 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 all right, so Raph grabs the tube, like, oh, is he gonna drink it, is he not, gee, I wonder, now here's the part that bothers me. He doesn't. He doesn't drink it. Fine. He instead he throws the vial against the wall and smashes it. And I'm sitting there going, you know, probably would have been handy to keep that on hand, just you know, in case Donnie has to like analyze it later or make more of it, you know. In I'm case they want to uh, unmutate Baby from Rocksteady. Exactly. Exactly. The the, yeah. the the it was very short sighted on Raph's part to do that. It would have it would have made more sense for Mikey to do that, because Mikey was the one that was probably the, the one that wanted to turn human the most, and for him but, to to take it and throw it, I think would have meant more. But um, eh. it seemed a little dickish of Raph to then just make the choice for everyone. Right. So. Um, so TMNT out of the shadows, right? For the first time. Well, yeah, not really, but we have to con figuratively, right? Uh, they and, have to contact NYPD and go, "Hey, we're the only ones that can help you guys." Yep, four brothers from New uh, York who hate bullies and love this city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that line happened. So they they tell her about the arrangement, right? And uh, so Vern has to come clean. And uh, so they, you know, they're all like, you know, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this together. You know, go green machine, right? Hooray. We're all working together, right? And then the, that, what happens is what you were talking about. Shredder, he's got his new fancy helmet, right, that Baxter made for him. And then he's like, thanks a lot. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, yep. So he sends that wow. to Tokyo. Uh, so, oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> and then the technodrome starts to come through. And then Shredder shows up like – on top of the technodrome, is this the right time to do this part? Because uh, I feel like one, it is. one more thing, they they go back to the turtles and they're like, "Yo, we gotta do this as a team effort." You know, when something bad, uh, right? And then the, and then the whole thing where they're all flying through the city, all driving through the city and everything, and the oh, whole yeah. line of it. Why, why aren't we going with the turtles? When something bad happens, you want to be with the turtles, right? Burton says that. So then it goes back to yeah. Krang and Shredder. So go ahead. Okay, yeah. So there's Shredder. Hey, I'm Shredder. I'm the I'm the bad guy. I've been the bad guy. For the turtles ever since they were created oh man i didn't have a good sh- i didn't really have that good of a showing in the first movie 
But you know what? This entire movie, I got Karai on board. This is Karai. Hi, Karai. Say hi. Okay, hi, Karai. She's uh, she's gonna do a really good job guarding, um, you know, the MacGuffin that uh, the MacGuffin that we've been uh, pursuing this entire movie. So I'm gonna go greet Krang. You know, that guy that I totally just agreed to work for for no reason whatsoever, and I totally trust this guy. Surely there's no way he's gonna like dick me over no because we <laughs> need each other from the start and this is totally a thing that like yeah i totally trust this guy 110 percent crank shows up hey shredder what's up and shredder's like dude crank hey i did everything i thought i was gonna do so like uh let's take over the world together right and crank's all what oh yeah no i'm totally dicking you over and shredder's like what ah, you couldn't how dare you and he gets into this fighting pose before instantly getting frozen like sub-zero style frozen and put into a box and placed away. And that is the last we see of Shredder. Yep. In this entire movie. Sent to the toy chest. He got punked. He got punked. He didn't have a fight scene. He just he just was dick measuring the whole time. Oh, my dick's bigger than yours. My dick's bigger than yours. You all work for me. And then nothing happened. No. He did nothing. Now, I will say here, though, and then, you know, Crane goes, it's playtime or whatever. Did you notice any Easter eggs in this scene? Oh, were there some frozen creatures uh, mm-hmm. in his frozen? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were. I just was too busy being pissed off that Shredder just got punked for, like, nothing. What <laughs> like, if, I, wow, what if I said that there was a certain... Um, a certain Triceraton? Uh, oh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay, cool. That, it. That's, a, that's my guess. There it is. Yep. That's cool. You know what I'd much rather see? I'd much rather see an epic showdown between Shredder and the Turtles. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Is that is that not what we all came to see? Was an epic showdown between Shredder and the Turtles? Like, is that not how it always should be? Is an epic showdown between those two? <laughs> I mean, I guess... Like, 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 like. People want to rag on Super Shredder because he brought the entire house down on himself, and that's how he died. But at least he brought down the entire house on himself. This Shredder just got punked. Yeah, yeah. He did nothing. He did nothing. The entire movie, he did nothing. He didn't fight anybody. He didn't, like, he did nothing. He just stood there going, oh, I'm the Shredder. I'm badass. You have to take my word for it. Oh, I got dicked over. Like, literally. I, I was so angry when that happened, and that's when I was done. That's when I kind of mentally checked out. The most <laughs> like, that oh. the, the most that he did in this movie was was escaping from the uh, from the uh, the the truck at the beginning of the movie. But he didn't even do that. All his foot soldiers did it for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Crank teleported him out. Like he didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's quickly go through the rest of uh, what happens here. So. The turtles get out of the, uh, the the truck. The shields go up so they can hide as, uh, as they're working their way into this building. The turtles go up to the roof. Casey and April and Vern uh, do this crazy crash landing into this building because Karai puts up the little like, uh, vehicle blocker things, which you'd think maybe they would have put those up earlier. But uh, right. crazy uh, way that he, the car came in and that thing shot up and shot the back end up and it, but it hit the roof and then it came back down. And, uh, that's cool. Oh, and I'm sure Karai will do a great job defending that alien artifact against the, the you know, Casey Jones, April, and Vernon. They're they're not fighters. No, <laughs> no. Clearly, Karai should be able to dispatch all three of them pretty easily. Yeah. At least April, right? <laughs> well, 
We'll see. Uh, so the turtles are up at the roof of the building. Surfs up New York. They jump onto the pieces of the Technodrome that are now flying through the sky. Uh, we got heavy breathing April uh, with uh, Casey and Vern. <laughs> Casey decides to take on Bebop and Rocksteady. April and Vern are going for the portal device, right? So the uh, right. the crane battle begins with uh, the turtles. Uh <laughs> I think it was Mikey that says it looks like chewed up bubble gum with the face, or maybe that's Leo. I don't know. Right. Uh, or yeah, no, that's Mikey. And then Leo says, "Hey, bubblelicious." So. Um, right. Back down to the ground, Vernon takes out a foot soldier. He just jumps on him and just pushes him into a yep. crate. Right. Yeah. Easy. Um, yep. The turtles are fighting. Um, uh, they 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 slice his arm off, uh, Crank's arm off, and then I think I don't think it was Mikey goes. He's literally rearming. Um, yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Casey is fighting Bebop and Rocksteady. He's getting his ass whooped, and then uh, he decides to just throw on some some uh, impromptu rollerblades. Uh, he... Yeah, yeah. He finds he finds wheels connected. He finds he finds like the ingredients needed to make rollerblades. Yeah, and in, then make them on tape. his tennis shoes. Yeah, and duct tape, and then makes them on his tennis shoes. That's 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 what you do, man. That's what you do. And and because he does this, can instantly take on Bebop and Rocksteady by himself, something all four of the Turtles couldn't even do. That's right. Uh, so okay. the Turtles are back up there. There's a spinning Krang torso. Uh, we got to see that. That's an old Krang uh, android body thing, I think, from the video games. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I didn't um, mind the look. I just hated the execution and how the whole thing went down. Yeah. Second Drone Eye. We got to see the eye. Um uh, yep. Krang chest cannon, which uh, no, we didn't the, the the we didn't really see that before. That that was a little too Iron Man esque, I would say. But because um, Krang always used to shoot the lasers out of his eyes, not uh, not right. out of his chest. But uh, uh, so they finally get to find this beacon, the the, the thing that's been uh, kind of making the Technodrome all like come together. Uh, right. Casey is able to take out Bebop and Rocksteady with a grenade. Uh, that he steals from uh, was that is that Rocksteady that's got the grenades? I think, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're fine. They're just locked up in this uh, in this metal container. Shipping container. Yep. Right. Uh, Mikey's being squeezed uh, by Krang. Leo and Raph team up against Krang, freeing Mikey, and then Donnie with the big blow with the uh, with the, with his bow staff. Uh, so I want to give you props there. Donnie came in with the big shot. Because yeah. <laughs> you knew I was going to say it if you didn't. So yeah. you had to steal it from me. That's fine. Cry. Now we got Cry versus, uh, versus uh, Vernon and April. Um, yeah. Surely Cry can take down those two, right? Yep. Easy peasy. And uh, Sutter's daughter, Master me- Ninja. Meanwhile, Donnie's like, you know, after just taking out Krang, he's like, oh, let's get this beacon out of here, right? So Mikey, I think, dislodges the beacon and then. They uh, they throw it onto this uh, the drone that that uh, is uh, say drone they call it a drone it's a quad rotor okay so it's a yeah it's a remote controlled quad rotor okay that's my aerospace coming out uh, so uh, Donnie's controlling this drone sending it out into uh, into the air and uh, meanwhile Karai takes out Vernon but April takes out Karai with a laptop I think is what it was I think she just grabbed a laptop yeah just, like an iPad or something yeah, she just, just grabbed an iPad just and just knocked beat her, her down with it. The, <laughs> back of oh, yeah. and yep. uh the, the the drones heading for uh and the beacon are heading for the portal um and krang's like i'll be back at 1000 times stronger right 
And uh, yeah. just as they, okay. uh, as all the pieces go through the portal uh, with Krang, they uh, then April turns off the portal and uh, everything is good. And we get a, get a big old turtle power. And uh, April, which I think oh. could be our new movie soundbite, by the way. Ah, okay, that's that's what you were Turtle power at the end. Yeah, okay. yeah, the turtle power at the end. Okay. Um. So then we get a uh, April uh, report. Uh, she's she's back to doing her news stuff down on the ground. Uh, with no Judith Hogue. Uh, it, old April got uh, got cut from the movie. This was got this had to have been the scene that she was in because it's the only scene. How April's do you doing how do you job. just allow that to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, I don't know how. That also, happened. also, I need to point out too that after this, after this, she's done with her little news story. Casey Jones is there, and he's like, "Yeah, went through. Yeah, so I'm just here, right?" And she's like, "Yeah, you should call me sometime." And he's like, "Oh, really?" And she's like, "Yeah," with a big smiley face. And I'm just like, "Wow, there was like no chemistry between them at all, and now we're just gonna <laughs> force this in right at the end, like." <laughs> Like, there was just no – like, at least Vernon in the first movie looked at April's ass, like, when she was bent out the car window. Like, they had none of that. Good point. There was no chemistry between Casey and April in this movie. So when she's like, yeah, you should call me sometime, I was just like, why? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, really, I just, I just thought, why? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yep. they're at the uh, – they get the keys to the city at the Statue of Liberty, and they say, uh, last name? And they're like, uh, we don't have a last name. Yes, yes, they do. It's Hamato. Hamato is their last name. That's why it's Hamato Yoshi. Come uh, on. Hamato Yoshi doesn't exist in this universe. I don't care. Uh, it's Hamato. Bad. That is well defined. That is their last name. Anyway. Uh, off my soapbox. What? Well, no, no. But that's the funny. Hamato doesn't exist in this universe. It, it's a book. He's a book. <sighs> They could call themselves, like, Raphael Book if they want, but, I mean, he's a book. It's very sad. Um, yeah, so like you mentioned, Casey and April, are they, April, are they dating now? I don't know. Uh, then uh, Laura Linney, the character, the uh, the, the Vincent Bureau Chief. Vincent FBI Aaron, agent yeah. person, yeah. She says, uh, they'll accept you now. You can you can walk amongst everyone. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Like, Leah's like... Now, if you ever need, or he goes, excuse me, he says, if you ever need us, April knows how to find us. Um, yep, I guess we'll all say, oh, thanks, thanks, Leo. Thanks for telling everybody how to get a hold of you. Surely nobody's going to come after April and Neil ever because you're the only person that they talk to that will never come up in her life at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What a dick. I'd be like, dude, shut up. Like, I don't want them to know that. <laughs> Uh, there was, and then there was hey Ryan, a, Ryan, Ryan, you and I let's go to like a third world country, and I'll have you carry the money, and I'll tell everybody. Oh yeah, if you if you want money from me, Ryan's actually carrying all of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, so, so there was a line in here that said I think it was Raph who said something about uh, uh, or thing. Somebody was like, oh, wouldn't it have been cool to be normal? And and then I think it was like Raph was like, normal? What fun is that? And then, so they're up on the the torch for the Statue of Liberty, which is interesting because nobody's allowed up there anymore. But because uh, they need that wide shot, they need that yeah. that final shot. Yeah. And then uh, we get the uh, the Turtle Power song at the end with uh, the animated credits. And there you go. That is it. So. So okay, I think we can both agree 
this is way better than the last movie. But that doesn't make it good. Okay. That, well, that's, but you can agree with me on that portion, right? Sure. Okay. I guess. Okay. So, beyond that, do we have any favorite parts? Do we have any uh, least favorite parts? I know we, we kind of mentioned some of them as we went through. But really, the whole movie to me was just very forgettable. Like, it wasn't bad enough for me to be like, oh, it was horrible. But it wasn't good enough for me to, like, genuinely remember. Like I said, Shredder got punked. He got punked. Like, how do you just do that? Like, you build up a villain for an entire movie, and then you just have him get punked like that? Yeah. I don't know. Did they seem like they were having any trouble fighting Krang? Like, really? Not like, really. Like, was there that moment of, oh, my God, we might lose this fight? Like, No. There was no tension. It was essentially the same thing as the last movie where it's like, oh, Crane's at the top of the Technodrome. We have to get up there. It was the same as, oh, Shredder's at the top of this building. We have to get up there. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> we have to stop the Technodrome from forming. We have to stop the countdown from finishing. Like, it was the same movie. They just, oh, oh, instead of going, um, instead of careening down a mountain path, uh, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll just go down a river instead with a tank chasing us. Mm. Yeah. Like to me, they just felt like very similar movies. This one was slightly better, sure, but that doesn't mean it was good. Like, really, if I had to rank it on the list, I'd put it at like number five. Oh, okay. Um, like, like I, I would say, I would say the original was better. The original, like, nineteen nineties movie was better. TMNT was better. Secret of the Use was better. Um, Turtles Forever was better. So that's four right there. That was better. Mm. So. Uh, you know, I could place it at five. <laughs> so what? Um, so so, do you want to do you want to try to give it a rating? Uh, five. Five out, out of five out of ten. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, right? That's kind of where everybody goes for kind of uh, movie stuff, right? Sure. Um, out of the Shadows is currently got a 34% on the yeah, tomato Yeah, I believe it. Sure. And the audience score, though, is a 58%. Yeah. So. That's also fine. Yeah. I, I'd say that's it's probably fairly accurate. Uh, it would make yeah. sense that the critics would not like it as much. Um, the average rating is a 4.6 out of 10 on the uh, critics rating. With a 34% on the tomato meter. But the audience right. score is average rating uh, 3.4 out of 5. But the audience So wait, score... wasn't it the number one movie, though, for a weekend? And then it just kind of plummeted after that? Let's see. You were it saying is, that it, it wasn't living up to the hype right or now, It is currently right now the number one movie. This week, this past weekend, it was the number one movie. Uh, it was uh, over top of uh, X-Men Apocalypse, actually. Good. So, yeah, <laughs> good. I, yeah, I've heard uh, not so good things about that movie. I already said my pieces during the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was forgettable. It was mediocre. It wasn't good enough to be remembered. It wasn't bad enough to be remembered. It was just very mediocre. Uh, five out of ten. Yeah, five on the list. Like, really. It, it, it's just above the crap. That was the first movie, and um, Charles in Time, really. <laughs> See, now, I think, it, I think it was significantly better than the last one. Like enough to right, uh, but that uh, doesn't make it good. Uh, sure, I, I'll I'll give you that, but it, I don't I I wouldn't put it just 
just slightly better than the last one. I think it's significantly better than the last one. I think it's fun. Uh, I think that the for the most part that the movie um, made sense. I loved the um, the callbacks to Turtle fandom throughout the film. Um, you can tell that there was some, you know, there's people, uh, and again, I don't know specifically, but I got to imagine that it is uh, the director for this film that, uh, because he was the main difference, right? Uh, that is uh, Dave Green. That he, that, that's the only thing that makes sense is that he's the one big change. He's the one big difference in this right. film. I think that his love of the franchise, which I know is a true thing, um, made a difference in this in this film. Um, there's certainly things that uh, that I would have changed, but I mean that's that's probably everybody, what everyone can say. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I I'll, I would probably give it a maybe a six on the scale, a six six out of ten. Um, maybe just a little bit higher, but uh, um, yeah, I. I I thought it was fun. I just thought it, I thought it was fun. Is, is it is it the best Turtles movie? No, but is it fun? Yes, and and that's something that we needed uh, is in in the fandom. We needed... I hate seeing all those previews out there though that say like uh, like with all the quotes like greatest turtle movie ever, and it's wow. like oh my god, it's not. That's it's just so not. people can get their their line quoted by a movie company. Oh yeah, they need money. They somebody needs to. Uh, Somebody needs to get paid for saying it too, so you know. Did want to talk about a couple of the things that our listeners have sent in with regards to the movie itself. All right, so this is David McDonald uh, says, uh, "I actually liked it. Massive improvement over the last. Uh, more story and emotion, and loads more action. A great popcorn flick. That was what some people said about the last film too. Was a popcorn flick, which um, right." Uh, really want to know what you guys think. I hope you do a review when you have seen it. Uh, disappointed with the first one. This one I enjoyed. I did think Shredder was wasted, though. I uh, can't wait for your thoughts. So, yeah, I yep. think uh, we're all in the same uh, boat with that one. Um, he, d- he goes on to say, uh, I just don't know why they struggle with Shredder, but Bebop and Rocksteady <laughs> were, were uh, Bob on. <laughs> uh, uh, That's something they need to realize. Shredder like, awesome. yeah, there's Krang. Like, sure, Krang is a guy. He's a villain. We get it. But he's not the villain for the Turtles. Yeah. So, like, it, it would literally be like if Bane would have if Bane would have showed up in the third team in, in the third Batman movie and just punked Joker. Like, mm. really? Uh, Jared Wilson on Twitter says, "Team and T out of the shadows is so good." I laughed, I cried, I cheered. This movie is action-packed and so much fun. I'm definitely... I didn't cry, I didn't cheer. I laughed a couple times. Uh, but he does say he's going to see it a few more times in theaters, which I I thought it definitely uh, was worth seeing a second time uh, because I, I enjoyed it the first time. I thought it was good. Did I think it was really good or did I think it was great? I wasn't sure. So that's why I wanted to see it a second time. And I'm glad I, got, I saw it a second time, but um, but uh, it's 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 a good movie, you know. I think a six out of ten, I think is is a is a good movie. Kenneth Clausen says best TMNT movie ever. 
I'm so crazy. No. Uh, no. With the new movie. No. So good. <laughs> no. No. Sorry, after that sentence, I just kind of refused to listen to the rest of it. <laughs> Lucky Egg says it's so good. I watched it already, and it's really funny. Okay. I think we may have some more, but uh, uh, if you haven't written us in yet, uh, go ahead and uh, write us and uh, let us know what you thought about the new movie. And uh, we'll talk about it. I'm sure it. we'll have Alex talk about it in the next episode as well. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that's going to be it for this episode of the Turtle Power Podcast, our, our big spoiler cast of TMNT Out of the Shadows. Um, Yay. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been fun. And um, I, I don't know. Do we, uh, I guess I can play a little bit of uh, some of the uh, the soundtrack of the, uh, the, I guess the score, sorry. The score of this film i'll play a little bit of one of the uh, the tracks so sure uh, what you want darby it, it, just make sure we don't get shut down from michael <laughs> bay for copyright infringement <laughs> yes uh, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll keep it to a, a minimum size uh, there we go uh all right uh so uh for darby uh thank you so much man uh appreciate yep. uh, you joining me and uh we'll uh We'll have our next episode of the uh, the show out uh, soon. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be. I'm off to Australia for a few weeks. So um, uh, for any of our, uh, our listeners uh, uh, down under, uh, let me know uh, if you're going to be free uh, in the next few weeks. Maybe we can meet up. Have fun. Thanks, man. We'll All talk right. to you guys next time. Hey guys, make sure to check us out on our official website, www.turtlepowerpodcast.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at TMNT Podcast. You can follow me, Ryan, at Big Don Pat. Follow me, Alex, at A Rodriguez 2005. Follow me, Darby, at Darby T. Patton. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash turtlepowerpodcast. Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash Turtle Power Podcast. Also share your feedback with us via old-fashioned email, turtlepowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Stitcher.